0: Hey listeners, it's Amon from Dub Talk. Uh, before we start the episode proper, we just wanted to drop a little additional disclaimer here. Uh, during this episode, we briefly discuss a voice actor named Ilrich Guardiola. Uh, he was charged with sexual assault in the mid-2010s, and, uh, you know, he's, he's not a great guy. Uh, we do briefly discuss his performance in this show, but, uh, we did want to give people a heads up that he'll be mentioned, and, uh, this segment comes up about an hour and a half into the episode, and it lasts, keep it short, it's only about three minutes long. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be a timecode then that you can skip to if you don't want to listen to it, and if you're listening to this in audio format, there should be a timecode in the description that you can use. Uh, if you don't want to listen to it, just skip ahead, it's not very long, uh, we just wanted to give you a heads up before you start listening to the episode proper. Thanks for listening, enjoy the show. Dearest Mother, I have completed my enrollment at Dub Talk High School, and I've already started making friends and learning about the subjects in my new curriculum. Did you know that the Dubtalk podcast may contain language and content that may not be suitable for younger audiences, and that listener discretion is advised? And that the listeners should please be aware that there will be spoilers for Cromartie High School, so they may want to watch it first if they haven't yet? and that finally, the opinions expressed belong to those of the individual participants and do not reflect the Dub Talk podcast as a whole? It's been a very educational experience so far. However, I do have one small complaint. It appears that the people who attend this school are delinquents, and frankly, they scare me, and I'm kind of freaking out. I must remind myself to not imitate anything my classmates do, especially the one who ate all of my pencils. That would be a bad idea. I vomiting up wood pulp is it's not pleasant from the looks of it. I, I would not recommend it. It's a bad idea. Hello, internet denizens. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Dub Talk, where a bunch of nerds talk about the latest and greatest in anime dubs uh although not latest for today's episode because it's a special episode because it's my birthday
1: yay Yeah.
0: i will technically be my birthday
2: in two hours but yeah, you know, close enough uh by the time we we're done with this it will pro- you will probably have passed the marker which you, you're turning 12 thir- 31 ah
3: close. so 12
0: <laughs> congratulations oh, i shouldn't have bought all that beer then hmm that's illegal
4: uh just, but, just don't go for Wind Decks. We've discovered that's a terrible idea on this podcast.
2: I think it's time we upgrade. Only villains
3: do that.
4: Only <laughs> villains do that.
3: Only villains <laughs> drink Wind What have we been getting up to when
4: I'm not here?
0: Oh boy. Uh Alright. <laughs> Tonight, uh it, it is it is my birthday. Huzzah. Uh and for my birthday episode I wanted to pick a show that was very near and dear to my heart. It, uh, I saw it when I was but a young boy, and most of my anime watching was just whatever was on cable, and occasionally things that popped up on demand because I didn't actually get the anime channel back in the day. Woe was me. Uh, but there was something I did find on demand. It was a very odd little show about a bunch of delinquents who do very little in the way of actual delinking. Yes, that's right. We're talking about the Smash 2004 hit, Cromarty High School. Uh, The strangest show you've ever seen. Uh, Joining me tonight on this weird little excursion, uh, we have Megan.
3: Dearest Patrick, I am writing you from Dub Talk High School. (laughs) People here are kind of strange, and frankly, it's freaking me out.
4: (laughs) Uh, Andrew. Uh, I'm sorry. You should learn to take care of yourself better, Think of your mother when you go off into battle right now. Listen to my soothing voice. Because it's totally human and not mechanical at all.
2: Totally not a prince in disguise. Shut up!
3: We're getting to that later.
2: <laughs> uh, and Noah. Hello. My name is Noah Clue. I'm 16 years old and I have potion sickness. But that's okay because we're not recording this on a houseboat. Although that would have been pretty badass. And all I wanted to do was to be the biggest badass of the entire Dub Talk podcast. And I don't know why I started talking like Kevin from the Office now. I was
3: like Space Man Hardy. Is that you?
2: We don't know it, everyone when you are trying to do this voice. You not trying to eat your tongue at the same time. It won't come out well. I'm Is sorry, Mister guy- Editor.
3: I've never seen The Office. Is Kevin the it's hentai and it's art guy? No, that is oh,
2: not man.
4: Kevin. Exactly. Kevin's the
0: one who spills his chili. Kevin, oh, okay. The big, the big guy.
4: He's the big bald guy spills who spills his chili. All I, know,
3: all I know about The Office is uh, you miss 99% of the shots you don't take, Michael Scott. And uh, it's hentai and it's art. Yep. <sighs>
0: and, uh. And I of course have am Aman, and we're joined by a special guest on this episode. And by special guest, I mean the little plush of Mecha I bought at some point that's now sitting on my desk. Hello, Mecha-reka. Mecha-reka. Ah man, I should definitely get another one of these and and make it make it into a beta Mecha Zawa. That'd be great. Honestly, Meca.
4: you should get a cell phone covering that's just uh, Mecha Zawa's little brother.
2: Mecha-reka. Amon, um, please tell me. That should after be my the... ringtone. <laughs> Please tell me after this you're taking that plushie and strapping it to a motorcycle. Vroom, vroom. I would,
0: I would have to get a motorcycle. Oh, now now uh, let's you live talk about the best part of the show You yet. live in
3: Boston. It's the plague. You should be able to procure one of those. We'll need it when- <laughs> one no, day. We'll need no. we'll need it one day when we take <laughs> off, when we have to go get our water back from the fucking giant. The giant fat man who wants to impregnate women.
2: For all listeners out there, do do not pillage motorcycles during this crisis. Don't ever pillage motorcycles. That we, we that, that's not. Don't what listen to do.
3: Noah. Don't be a pussy. Steal a motorcycle.
4: It took me longer than I care to admit to recognize the Mad Max reference. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> don't be like Andrew. Get your Mad Max Fury Road references
2: right. Oh boy. That's bait. So um... fun times. So, um, now you said that this is something that you watched, uh, you saw this show on cable television, Amon? Well,
0: technically, well, uh, back in the day, ADV had a, like, specialty cable channel they'd set up. Now, I didn't get that, but my parents did have Comcast On Demand, which did have listings for their stuff on it, even though we didn't get that channel specifically. Mm. So I saw, there was a bunch of weird stuff I saw, like, the first three to five episodes of because
2: they'd be on there and usually i'd miss summits they'd like
0: cycle out occasionally and this wasn't even like
2: like in the old days where uh you could only see a scrambled version of it right like this was actually not even accessible
0: uh no i think like just it wasn't in my market right basically Yeah. yeah no it just it didn't exist straight up i think i think i would even need to have like a yeah it just it wasn't there okay so uh couldn't watch it so sad that's something I was gonna ask you uh, did, did, any, did any of you seen this before it's I know, I'm sure you've seen like clips of it did you ever watch it all the way through
3: um no I'd never watched it all the way through I've seen the the clip from the very beginning of the first episode thanks to my boyfriend who <laughs> uses it in our panel and it fucking killed me every time um, I have a bunch of friends who live down in the Sarasota area of Florida who are named Emmy Doug and uh, and Vince, and mm-hmm. they have a hysterical story about uh, Cromartie, oh, which no. is that one day they decided to just watch eight episodes of it in a row without knowing what it was. Oh, dear. Um. And they, and they apparently had sat there in silence the entire time through these first eight or so episodes. And then they stopped, I guess, to eat or something. And they all just kind of sat there for a minute and then just burst into hysterical laughter.
4: (laughs) Okay, that's pretty great. (laughs) Delayed
2: laughter reaction.
3: I've just... I had never seen it all the way through until, like, finishing it last night at, like, two in the morning.
0: (laughs) That sounds like the appropriate reaction of Cromartie. My
4: only experience with the show was seeing various clips, and by various clips, I mean seeing images of Freddy... As well as watching the "He Ate My Pencil" scene.
3: Yeah, I've seen enough. I've seen enough AMV hell to have um, seen Cromarty clips like in out of context, in a sense. Because I, because, I because, because
0: they're so in context when you watch the show, <laughs> aren't they?
3: True, but like just to show you how old at least Amon, Noah, and I are that I've seen almost every AMV hell as they came out.
2: Oh, oh wow. Back back in the good old days before YouTube became evil and terrible. Just
3: there's oh, uh, there's one where it's like uh, not everyone can be Freddie Mercury as one to Cromarty. Um there's a lot of really good just A and V Hell clips. There's like a montage that somebody did the best of all time and I made everybody watch it one time at A Fest. And I was really sad because they didn't actually put one of my all-time favorite clips in it, which is uh spoiler alerts for anybody who has never seen Blood Plus. Um, which I think I know Noah has.
2: I've seen bits of it. Probably uh, not the part you're gonna reference. I've
4: not seen Blood Plus. So,
2: Amon, have you ever seen it? I think I've seen Blood Plus. Okay, so if you've never, if you've
3: ever seen Blood Plus, like, or if you this is a weird tangent. Um, if you've never seen Blood Plus before, the very first shots of the show are of the lead character ripping through a village in Nam.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, there you go.
3: You know, as as one does. Yeah. And there's a part later where she goes undercover at, like, a school in Vietnam.
1: <laughs> um, oh, and she's boy. walking
3: through a, a Vietnam War museum, and then she gets a flashback to, like, her ripping through a village in Nam. And there's just an AMV hell clip with, like, this little girl's voice that goes, You're never too young for a Vietnam flashback. It is real. If you've never seen AMV Hell, it is absolutely fucked up. and a product of the early two thousands. Oh boy,
2: the show like, is very much a product of like, the early two thousands. Boy, is it
3: AMV Hell is the Cromarty High of is the Cromarty High School of AMVs. <laughs> you're,
2: not, you're not wrong. Put that on the back of the box. That is a that is a quote for the for the critics.
3: I'm not wrong. It really fucking is. It is. If the and show, if a if the show ever gets a blue ray it was like beep, beep 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 beep.
4: If the show ever gets a Blu-ray, I could just imagine. uh, Cromarty High School is the AMV hell of anime.
3: Right?
2: <laughs> disco Tech. Put if that you're on the that. box, Disco tech. Yeah, Feel free to take that one for free.
3: <laughs> just tell us, just tell us that you've licensed Monsters, Monster, and you can have that fucker for free.
2: <laughs> yep. I, I thought you were if haven't, if You haven't
0: licensed Monster. You need to pay us
2: five dollars. <laughs> Honestly, that whole AMV comparison is kind of why I I had the show at a distance for a while. Because I'd seen some bits of it. I'd seen the first couple of episodes. I think someone was streaming it once. uh, uh, Back in our old days. Back before streaming was legitimate and legal. And I kind of didn't like it. Because I was in that age where I I wanted shows that were were deep and thought-provoking and artistic-based. And this was the antithesis of that. Chromarty is not... Okay, it can be deep. But it's not upfront deep or artistic at all. And so I really didn't want to watch the rest of it. I kind of lumped it in the same category as my absolute least liked show, which is, unfortunately, Pony Pony Dash. Having uh, rewatched this, though, um, I don't hold it as much ire as I did. In fact, I think I may have come, I've circled back around, I think, to liking it now. So this will be the first time watching it all the way through. So thank you, Amon, for that very much. This was a good excuse to shatter my 10-year-old? Yeah, 10-year-old perceptions <laughs> of this show.
0: Thank you, Abon. You're you're, you're you're very welcome. I'm not surprised you had that reaction because on reflection, that the show got as popular as it did feels odd. Because especially on rewatching it, this show feels very niche.
2: There are even celebrities who are excited for it,
0: <laughs> except for the one who tried to sue them. Apparently.
2: Wait. Wh- Wait. What was it? Brian? Was it fucking Brian huh? May? No.
0: No. No. Cromarty <laughs> Cromarty high school is named after a baseball player named warren Cromarty who played in uh japanese baseball leagues in the 80s and i found a i will note completely unsighted source on wikipedia so this could be complete nonsense um but apparently i so according to this he apparently tried to sue them because he didn't like his name being associated with a show about delinquents or something honestly people could be bullshit hmm. don't know
4: people have sued for far less
3: I'm surprised it wasn't Brian May.
2: I why would he sue? He's not the one he's in it. Not, I mean, exactly. Like, that's why. I mean, have, have you seen like John Lennon sue for any depictions of no, no, I'm sorry. I've seen Paul McCartney sue for depictions of John Lennon and anything in the past. I was going to say Save. one
0: one one. Yoko Ono would do
2: that. Yoko Two, Ono would. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. No. Freddy didn't have a Yoko th- that we know of.
3: That we know of. <laughs> yeah. It,
0: I don't know enough about Freddie Mercury's personal life. Anyways,
3: you're getting off track. <laughs> better than
2: Bohemian we Rhapsody,
0: which, which in fairness, is very appropriate for this show. Mm. But
3: no, it's the, not that it, hard to be better than the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocketman no,
0: would no, do that. no, that—that's a—that's lo- a—that is a bar that is nailed to the ground.
3: Mm. <laughs> uh, which Tar- Tar- Tarzan Egerton fucking jumped over in a rocket fucking ship. Mm. Speaking of
2: production, just before you- shut start, up
3: and watch Rocket Man. It's such a good
2: movie. I'd just rather listen to Elton John's greatest hits and call that good, but I'll take your word for it.
3: It's a great fucking movie. The
2: one thing I want to say on production side, and I'm sorry, on, you can take us from here. But the one thing I want to say is that this uh, anime was created by, er, yeah, produced by Production IG in uh, between 2003 2004. At the same time that they were producing, you'll never guess this: Ghost in the Shell standalone complex.
4: I believe that a lot more than I was expecting to.
3: So, Amon, um, you... should I tell them Should I tell them the thing I found out about the director? Hey, go ahead. So I was looking into the guy who directed this, and I found out that he did the direction of a series called uh, La Petite, La Petite Shou- oh. Shoujo Cosette, which La is, Petite. is essentially a fucking anime version of Les Mis.
2: Wait, La Petite Cosette? That's the Akiyuki Shimbo OVA, isn't it?
3: No, there's there's a full fucking series on it too.
2: Oh, I didn't I've I've only seen the the Genion released OVA with the the weird Dutch angles and the oversaturated colors.
3: Hold on, I'm getting, I'm getting I, I
4: I I believe you, but that is, oh my god.
3: Not the episode <laughs> list. Just there, just
4: look down, no in show. look down, look down before you go to jail. Look down, look down. Mm-hmm. There's
2: 100%. a fucking gorilla in the class. You
0: Dearest know. mother, the episode has gotten away from me. I don't know if I'm able to rein it back in before midnight.
3: Yeah, no, no. Lab La- La- and Rob, Shoujo Cosette. I got the wrong. I got the name oh. fucking wrong.
2: Okay. All right. But that makes more. That title makes more sense.
3: It 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 is still a fucking anime version of Les Miz. Okay. That this guy directed, and I think that was like. Okay, no, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> the the next thing he directed okay. right after this. He also did the direction of um the Maid Sama anime and the disastrous life of Seiki K.
4: I can believe that.
2: Oh, that's why DigiKur. Yeah. That's fucking why DigiKur keeps getting referenced in this show. Yeah. Okay. That. Okay.
3: Anyway, on, I'm sorry. Please take no, that no,
2: over.
0: No, 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 no. It's good. Um, but now, now <laughs> production IG, we contain multitudes. Um, now, now that we've had our fun, let's get cracking. Uh, let us let us start with our two very important people to the Soul Production: our ADR director and our scriptwriter. Uh, Scriptwriting chores were done by Kathleen uh, Moynihan. Uh, who also wrote for other shows such as Air, Canon, and This Ugly Yet Beautiful World. And Direction was done by the one, the only, Stephen Foster.
3: Holy shit, it's finally happening! Oh,
2: you don't mean Stephen, tits, Jut blood, cuss, motherfucking Foster, do you?
0: Yeah, uh, yes, known for Super Milk Chan, The Chevalier D'Aon, High School of the Dead, and being the supervillain of anime dubbing in, like, the <laughs> cool. late 2000s, early twenties. 20- Wait. So much complaining about Stephen Foster when I was in college. It was a astonishing. Wait. It, it, yeah, Hang on. I mean,
2: it, it, There's no way. He did one. Have he don't a lifeguard at your one podcast. Good, one good thing, like, one amazing thing, and I think Megan knows what that dub was. The...
4: This isn't our first time talking Stephen Foster, is it?
2: <laughs> I yeah, think it is. Yeah. We haven't yeah. talked about ghost stories yet. We haven't talked High School of the Dead. We we haven't talked Penguin Drum. Holy for shit! Reasons.
4: This is our first Stephen Foster
2: dub.
3: All right, everybody. I mean, <laughs> we're bre- Stephen Foster's breaking some hymens tonight. I
4: mean,
0: I mean, I mean. In our in our defense, our our episode our episode listing tends to lean very recent, and he has been out of the industry for. What, approaching a decade uh, A this ten-
3: Uh,
2: yeah, for a uh, good fucking reason. You're not
4: wrong, but that's still surprising. And I guess... Okay.
2: Feeling, like, no, to any of you feeling bad out there, like, oh, we're, we're dunking on a guy who dubbed things in a way we don't like. He himself has, like, been bad-mouthing the anime industry for a while, so he's not a, a good player at all. So don't feel bad about it.
3: It, it, don't feel bad about us dunking on Stephen Foster. It's just like dunking on Stu Levy. It's a public service.
2: Oh. Oof.
3: It's a public fucking service at this point. Okay. Um. There's a quote for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, h- how do you want to do this, Amon? Uh, who wants to start?
3: I'll go first, because I'm already ahead, hot. Megan. Oh, man. Um... So I guess I'll talk about the script writing first because talking about Stephen Foster's directing is gonna take the lion's share of this segment. And I don't want to I don't wanna put Kathleen Moynihan down. I think the dub does a fairly solid job. Um, the, the only issue I have, and I'm gonna call this one on the directing more than the writing because I think he had the final say. He would have the final say in this. Um, the writing's fine. It's, it's funny, but like... I'm a person who doesn't actually find Cromartie High School like, laugh out loud funny. It's very much more of a mm-hmm. I found this show oddly relaxing.
4: I can believe like, that. Th- no, this I, was I, like my that. Zen
3: show. And I think that the dub was really funny, like, really well written. I think the wordplay in it worked pretty well. It didn't date itself too bad. and anything Except for the one it, time. Except for that one time. And anything it did date itself with ...was, I think, the show's own fault, not the script's fault. Hmm. But, yeah, there's a reason that Stephen Foster doesn't fucking work in the industry anymore. And this show has, direction-wise, is all over the place. There are parts of it that are really good. There are parts of it that are just really, really weird and kind of lazy. Um, There's a couple of stilted performances... And the reason I think I'm a little bit harder on this is that I know Amon and I both recently did an episode for Last Exile, and Last Exile came out, I think, around the same time as a dub that this did. Yes. And that has a... M- oh yeah, Noah, same, you
2: were there too. Same uh, same uh, cable network too in America.
3: Shit, I forgot you were there too, Noah. Um, how could I forget one of the members of the Paw Patrol? <laughs> a fucking class <laughs> traitor. Um, <laughs> Band of Band of Brothers, we are not.
2: <laughs> oh, you—you you, you know, I'm lived until you've read some some legitimate, not satire articles about people accusing Paw Patrol of being about class traitors. <laughs> These fucking dogs—they they serve the man, and they—they they, fucking, they fucking
3: I fucking this is such an awful post, but I, I love all dogs go to heaven except for all the traitors in the Paw Patrol. It, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite memes. I'm sorry, I'm awful. But like these both ran on G4 Tech TV, like this dub does not hold up as well as like LaxXIO, which was a really fucking polished product. Mm-hmm. And you could say that's that's a thing about well, the show, yeah. And and you could, but like there are other uh, comedy dubs from ADV from that era that hold up really well. Like I think Azamanga Daio from what I've been told holds up fantastically well. Um.
2: Yeah, I'll agree with that. There, there's a big contrast in what kind of comedy they're going for. Comedy, but,
3: but it is still a comedy show.
2: It is. And it doesn't just get its humor from the from the art and the direction. There, there's actual character comedy in there. Yeah. So, like,
3: <laughs> but, like, even some of... There's a lot of some older ADV stuff that does hold up a lot better, I think, dub-wise than this. Um, I think Angelic Lawyer holds up fairly well. I think Princess Tutu holds up fairly fucking well. The biggest issue I have with this dub is that I, I figured one of us was going to throw it out there. Is that this dub uses a couple of slurs, even for like 2005? Like it throws out the word "fuck" pretty easily, but it won't say the word "fuck."
4: Yeah, I, I was. I actually like had to pause for a second because I felt it came out so out of left field.
3: Yeah, like, it, it felt really, really weird, but, like, that's on the director to me. That's not, the director should have said, hey, like, and that's the thing, is it's incredibly stupid that they won't say fuck, they say fudgin, and it's just.
2: And, it, theoretically, I, I, it did get on television, it got on cable television, so I have to yeah. assume that they, they were eyeing for a broadcast release of this, which mm-hmm. is why they intentionally didn't put the F word in there.
3: But even then, like, they drop really easy. I
4: was like, ooh, yeah, that was...
3: And that is, like, Mm -hmm. and you can say it's a product of its time. This is, like, 15 years ago, and, like, look, I've also seen Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories throws around more slurs than any fucking anime dub that is, like, an actual, like, legitimate dub. Mm -hmm. Like, you can say Ghost Stories is a Mm -hmm. gag dub all you want, but it's a, like, and when I say legitimate dub, I mean, like, it was an actual product, like put out by, um, put out by, by studio. by a licensed studio. Like, it's not, it's, not,
0: even, it's not a bunch of fans dicking around in their spare time. It's no. done by yeah. professionals. And it's not. not and it's series. not like a
3: blooper reel. It's not like a blooper reel. Like the Berserk outtakes. Like, trust me, somebody in the Berserk <laughs> outtakes uses that term a lot. And wow. trust me, I fucking love the Berserk outtakes. I think they're hysterical at points. Like, I the line. I think Costco wants me to stuff her like a Thanksgiving
2: turkey is hysterical. Megan, could could we date ourselves any further by referencing, of all things, the berserk outtakes?
3: I follow the fucking berserk outtakes bot bot on Twitter. Your love is like a truck berserker. Berserker. God, what's... There's There's another one that always fucking kills me every time, which is Which, which one of you is Goku. Um. And... Just follow the person. If you've never seen, just watch the fuck absurd count takes. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this dub that just... Maybe it's because it's Stephen Foster, and maybe it might be just like my own. Like I, I've I've seen Stephen Foster at his worst. Like I remember when Green Saga's dub first came out.
2: Ooh, I remember oh. those
3: clip videos.
2: You remember those? Andrew
3: things? was a fetus, but the rest of us were old enough. Um. <laughs> Ouch. I'm sorry, Andrew. You are literally a fetus in the anime community. Oh, wait, actually, no. You're a teenager. You might be a Gen Xer, but we're like boomers. No. Okay. okay. Come on, no. I not, I, no. I think people
0: who watch Star Blazers on TV are both anime boomers and actual boomers. Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe early Gen X. I'm not
3: sure if the line falls in there. I thought we were, so, were somewhere somewhere out there. Mike Tool just looks up and like a single tear rolls down his face.
0: Uh, no, I didn't, like, cry. I'm about to cry. I am bad
2: now. We, reser- we reserve the right to call ourselves boomers only if we watch the original Bubblegum Crisis. Clearly, fuck
3: man, I didn't even do
4: that. Okay, boomer.
3: <laughs> Shut oh. up, Andrew. I'm telling your girlfriend. But no, like the thing is that, like, I I've seen Stephen Foster at his worst. Like, I remember, I remember the Wayne Saga dub clips. I've sat through Kids on the Slope, which is fucking awful as a dub. Um. I've heard awful things
2: about the Penguin Drum Dub. hmm Oh, uh-huh. great, great performers. Absolutely terrible direction and writing.
3: And if I'm right, didn't he just like fucking just quit in the middle? of- Was he quit in the middle of that or quit not? If I'm right,
0: um, I think I think it, I've heard I've heard he quit in the middle of Penguin Drum. That's a lot be weird because that's that's kind of old. I
3: he don't would... know. Just there's something about this dub that makes. I think it's I think it's perfectly fine to watch. There's just a lot of really weird missteps in it. Okay. Also, like, no child actually sounds like a child. They all sound like forty-year-old men.
0: So oh, even when it's
3: not supposed
0: I, to be. To be that fair, I, I I buy that it was a weird
2: deliberate choice. That was not. That's
4: that's one I completely buy was intentional for the show.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even there was even one time where I think like there was an actual legitimate child character, and even that sounded a little too old. But like this one should at least sound like a little kid. But. Mm-hmm. Nah, I- I'm done.
4: You
3: guys can go. Okay. I'm sorry that was really long, but no, nah, don't worry about
0: it. It's
4: our first. It's our first time fostering it up, so we we got to do look, what we got to do. It is,
0: it is as, as we take ourselves serious serious as reviewers. It is important to be honest. It's worth the discussion worth having.
4: Look, we got to make sure we foster the people.
2: Boo, boo! This man. Damn it, Andrew! We were saving that for later in the episode. Really? You were. I mean, you can't pop that cherry too early, okay? You've got, you've got to, you've got to preserve it and save it for just the right moment.
4: I'm on Happy Birthday. I made a very obscure music reference for you.
2: That was a hit song from that was my the... college years. It's not that obscure. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say. I own that CD. Thank
0: you. Okay,
4: boomer.
2: If you want to make a really obscure <laughs> reference, then you got to reference like Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots or something like that.
0: That's better. At least that <laughs> wasn't. <a hit. laughs>
2: what, what was that? <laughs> what, what was there one album that? You had to have like four CDs played on four separate players simultaneously.
0: Oh, Zarika, which I played that way in college.
2: Who has four CD players in
0: the early two thousands? Aside from Andrew, Andrew, if you're in college, everyone has. If you're in college in the early two thousands, everyone has a laptop that probably still has a CD drive. So there
4: you go. I was at the era that nobody had CD drives anymore, unless they had towers.
3: That's because Andrew's a fucking fetus.
4: Sure. Does Andrew even know who the Flaming Lips are? Question mark. The what?
2: <laughs> the fl- that, well, I guess that um, answers the question.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, Andrew
2: knows Andrew knows one person's Flaming Lips. Okay, I'm gonna take the microphone here. Andrew, please tell us what you thought about High Cromarty School.
4: Um, I thought that this dove was very strange, but I fe- almost feel like the. Str- Here's the thing. Foster is a very infamous director, but I kind of feel like the direction for a show as strange and surreal as hell for this kind of works. Being a little weird. Like, I think this was weird in some good ways, in a way. I don't know how do I describe it? Uh, Karate High School is not a show that makes me laugh out loud. La- of, like, this is not a Nietzsche Joe, which, ironically enough, this is indeed the Nietzsche Joe group, which I find. Amazing. Uh, no, this show is very much... This is not a laugh-out-loud gag dub. This is more of, like, a... I I think I said this was very adult swim kind of comedy, where you're like, yeah, that checks out. Like, if I had to
2: very specifically, like, early 2000s, we are kind of just getting off the ground. Just throw anything on the like, screen. this is like swim. some
3: Aqua Teen Team, Aqua Team Hunger Force fucking shit. It's like,
2: it's like
4: Perfect Hair Forever, Usetu, Machu Picchu kind of stuff.
3: There you go.
0: Wow. I was, I was, I was gonna go for 12-ounce mouse, personally. I,
4: I, okay, no, this, no, this, awesome. this one, this one is much, <laughs> this one is much more comedically, like, normal than something like 12-ounce mouse.
2: <laughs> I do cocaine. <laughs> That's that. That okay, one I that, know is Metalocalypse. That, that was Metalocalypse. If I if I if I had We're to describe closer to this,
4: if I had, yeah, I could see Metal. Uh, you know what? Actually, this is very Metalocalypse. I could kind of see Metalocalypse. Um, if I had to describe what I feel like the ideal, said so, if I had to describe my ideal watching conditions for Cromartie High School, it would be the same way I consumed the Eric Andre show in high school. One in the morning, half asleep, the TV's on, and I'm giggling like a madman because I'm too tired to really understand what's going on. That is the ideal condition. Oh, I thought you
3: were going to say how Andrew, you consume the Eric Andre show how the highest. How dare you balls. not know what a CD player is?
4: Wait, is that what you said? I know what a CD player is.
3: Apparently not, according to Megan. How fucking dare you?
4: I know what a CD player is. Come on.
3: Also hi. Oh, my feet is stiff. God Goddamn.
4: I'm at Steph's right now. Hello. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? No! That's where
3: he's getting... That's where he's getting a kiss from the flaming lips from. You stop My that. Dad.
4: Okay. So, if I had to say... This is a very strange comedic dub. The script is quite amusing at times. The direction is strange and weird. But it's kind of a bit gruff. I think it does a good job doing that... Nice mix of doing gruff, serious delivery, but also being kind of quirky at times, too. Like, there's times where I feel like they go maybe a little too quirky, but I I feel like when they're actually doing very serious gruff, it kind of works for the show. It's a very strange dub. I like it. I'm not sure, like, I don't think it quite holds up, but I think it's... As a strange, surrealist comedy dub, I think it does succeed, and get the job done spectacularly. So, yeah. Uh,
2: um, now, this is a podcast where we're supposed to kind of break down what we think about dubs. I don't feel like that that quite does this show proper service. There's a popular saying that you don't dance about architecture. Trying to talk about the dub of Cromarty, I feel like, is like trying to cook about weather. There's just some things that don't express your feelings in a proper way. And trying to describe the show... I don't think does that well because it's a show that is originally uh, a parody of 80s uh, yeah delinquent anime and manga that they were big in the 80s like oh my god you couldn't swing a dead hooker without hitting an 80s delinquent manga that (laughs) holy
3: shit (laughs) no why are you swinging dead hookers
2: they were everywhere too I you've seen quite a few OVAs from that time period that that was like all there was I've seen enough Mad Bull 34 to know where this is going. That wasn't even set in high school, but yeah, yeah, that's an example.
4: You you should put a pin in that dark analogy. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: no I, matter I, what, Hardy will always show us the clip of his ass being full of cream.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so in in adapting this, the one question I had going into this was, is anything lost in the translation? Because um, this really isn't about the acting exactly. It's a it's an absurdist dadaist ist comedy where w- what you're watching entirely depends on whether or not you think this is funny. And nothing seems to be lost in the translation. The characters are directed to take the content seriously. They're, they're not entirely making a farce of the content they're given. And the writing holds up on that pretty well, too. There, there's some good wordplay here. Like, there's a one scene where they use the phrase plucky bleached blonde to refer to a girl who changes her hair color at the end of the school year and there's phrases like uh but be careful or else your hair will turn white and you'll look like a pussy some of those things like seem like a little bit too much liberty given to that were deviated from the original japanese but it matches the spirit just fine um that being said stephen foster's handling of this pretty much was just to Keep up with the absurdist side of it, and if you're not on board with that, then I can't imagine you would like watching through all 26 episodes of this. It took me about halfway through the show to kind of jive with it, and by that point, I I guess I I invested too much time into it not to watch more of it. So, yeah, I I feel like this whole episode, this whole dub talk episode is going to be a weird exercise in trying to describe something that kind of just needs to be experienced. But I didn't dislike it. I, I, I stopped disliking it, so that's at least one good thing. Yeah, I just—I was
3: about to say yeah, Promare is like that, and I realized this is not Mare. <laughs> Probably yes. on the, the
0: other end
2: of the spectrum.
4: It's very much on the other end of the spectrum.
3: This show is too like, straight like a, to like be a, Promare. That's
0: like that's like a bad Netflix
2: algorithm recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> because you watch Cromarty, you may like. Promare.
0: Promare. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I could see people who like Cromarty liking air a lot more readily than the other way around. Like Kromare's <laughs> got if a you much. You
3: higher... High School. Can I recommend you the Tiger King? Fuck. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Freddie Mercury did ride on a tiger once, didn't he?
0: I believe so. He right Ozzy
3: Osbourne ate two bats
0: freddie rides a horse in this one i'm wondering no, if that's no, a... no. he he ate he ate a bat and a dove on two separate
4: occasions
3: ozzy osborne's
4: Tiner drive die <laughs> ozzy osborne as a human being it is kind of a miracle he is still alive right now in the year 2020
3: Ozzy Osbourne is just a cocaine zombie
4: <laughs> kind of also Aban, you know music why is freddie riding a horse in
2: this because he wants to break free. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be honest
0: I'm, I'm not up on my queen videography, so it could be a reference to something that I'm not familiar with. Um, the alternative is that the, as far as I can tell, a lot of these segments are pretty straight adaptations of bits of the manga, so I'm going to assume the manga author thought it was funny. You know what? I'm the- going to assume a lot of this show is because the
2: manga author thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah the horse.
3: That horse might have been a fat bottom girl, that's why.
2: That's not what ass means.
3: I'm sorry, (laughs) Allah! Oh no, this is appropriate. Happy birthday, Mr.
4: President! Happy birthday, scumbag!
2: (laughs) Damn, I- We got you the blackest present that we could possibly get. Nothing!
4: (laughs) Okay, for a second, I thought you said president instead of present, and I got very concerned.
2: We did not get you, Samuel Jackson, sorry. What? dang.
3: (laughs) All I'm thinking of is- I know it's- he's never been president, all I'm thinking about is Why did you kidnap Jack Black? (laughs) From the Muppet, the- the, 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 one of the newer Muppets, and he's like, What would be worse? Mildly inconveniencing Jack Black or losing the Muppets forever! Kidnapping Jack Black!
2: (sighs) Megan? Are you are you one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
3: I'm not drunk or high enough for this. 420 was yesterday.
2: <laughs> I'm just making more Muppets references. Speaking of Muppets, Aman, how did you like this show?
0: So as I mentioned earlier, that the show, because my, my recollection is when the show came out, it was pretty popular it's an amv hell it was uh i think even at the time it had a little bit of a lover hater reputation but it was popular at least and on am revisiting it that feels weird this feels very niche and singular in a way that uh it it, it kind of sh- I, I can only assume some sort of weird zeitgeist you know lining up kind of thing can explain its popularity in the mid-2000s I, i'm imagining showing this to like a teenage anime fan now and then just being slack-jawed and dumbfounded, wondering what the fuck they're witnessing exactly.
3: Well, no, we kind of gave them, we kind of gave teenage anime fans a taste of this, like, two years ago. It was called Pop Team Epic and half of them fucking hated it. Mm.
2: (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but the, Pop Team Epic at least looks nice. This is even more crude and weird. Well, I, I appreciate that Pop Team Epic had more mixed art styles, which is the one thing about the art style that I will complain about this show. Is that I don't mind that it's not really well animated or that the <laughs> characters are so stiff, but they just have one consistent art style. Pop Team Epic at least mixed it up every once in a while. Oh, Pop! No we should watch. Pop, Pop, no we should watch
3: Gal and Dino.
0: Yes, he should. Pop, Pop Team on... Epic is. Popteen Epic is is artistic in its weird, Dada surrealness. Cromarty is. Less so. We'll call it to be
3: Cromartie nice. Cromarty is the urinal, is that fucking urinal at the museum that is Dada.
2: <laughs> harsh. I wouldn't go that far. It's not harsh.
0: No, I'm, in the art world, a lot of people hate that piece. They <laughs> think it's stupid.
4: I've never even heard what of this piece. Of
2: oh my oh, god. That's Well, Z- Andrew.
3: Oh shit, I almost said my last fucking name. <laughs>
2: i uh, homework assignment i megan
3: i giorno giovanna have a fucking humanities degree
0: anyways um and i bring this up because i i find cromarty very entertaining it's the exact sort of weird bizarro more conceptually funny than funny haha kind of thing that i tend to enjoy i'm the man who finds pseudo essays
3: by uh what's his name
0: jorge luis borges funny so you know i'm not to be trusted frankly um
3: Excuse me, I trust you with my wife more than anybody on this podcast not named Patrick.
0: That's fair. That's very that is very sweet of you, but you should still not listen to any <laughs> recommendations I give. Because you'll wonder what what the fuck is wrong with Armani? enjoys this?
2: I mean you, it's you, just you been are two one of
0: hours the... of a man be, it's just been two hours of a man not wanting to be a father. This is a terrible movie.
4: Honestly, Aman, I legit would trust your recommendations of strange, surreal art house shit with my life. That's very kind of you to say. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Um, Consequently, like, Karate is very much, I mean, not my favorite thing in the world, but it's my, it's my kind of thing. And I do think the dub for all of its its flaws and edges does capture that very well. Um, uh, I find, this feels like the kind of, one of the things that always confused me about Steve Foster. I've not seen a lot of his bad dubs because I hear they're terrible and I've avoided them. Um, And they always confuse me because you've seen shows it's like, why are you putting the man who did a good job with High School: of The Dead on coming-of-age drama about jazz music? What 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 led to this decision? I don't understand. This, on the hand, makes sense. It's like okay,
2: and this I looks... understand why they gave him this show. This makes sense to me. And this came before before he really even gotten that reputation.
0: Yeah, but it's like okay, now this this I understand why he would either put him on this or like. Super Milk Chan, another show where it's like, okay, I, I under, this makes sense to me. I understand why you are I've give seen
3: this... one whole episode of Super Milk Chan. <laughs> Thanks, Itchy. Um,
0: yeah, put that, put that, rest, license rescue that one, tech.
3: Please. We will 100% do a fucking Super Milk Chan episode. <laughs>
0: Unquestionably. God <laughs> damn <onto> it. Um,
3: <laughs> no, the only thing I remember from Super Milk Chan is there's like a weird live action segment with a bunch yep. of the ADV actors.
0: I wonder if that's why it hasn't been license rescued. They probably have to re-sign releases for all those people, don't they? Oh. Probably. Man. Like Monica's
3: the secretary, like I think Hillary Haig's walking people around. But there's this one part where they're giving a tour, and I just remember that Greg Ayers is in the tour group. And it's he and I guess the actor that they're gonna watch is Dave Matranga. And Dave just closes the door and turns around, and Greg's like right up his ass, and he freaks out. And that's the only thing I've ever remembered about Super Jan. <laughs> you, that's
4: you guys watch weird great. anime. Oh, you fucking uh, met yeah, we you did. Were, I
3: think Aww. you were fucking. You were fucking yeah. there,
0: Andrew. You were there. One, you were there when we watched that too. This show was on Adult Swim back in the day. Thank you.
4: Okay, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, Andrew, you were fucking there. I
4: might have been. I genuinely.
3: You know, you were because we were watching it with Prof. Right. At, at, at AB a couple years ago. Yeah. That was the A.B. where we got to see Japanese FLCL and watch Mind Game and watch Twad on the Funimation forums wait, lose wh- his mind because he had to hear Japanese on
4: Toonami. Wait, I don't think I was actually there. You called me on the no, phone. No, you were.
2: Was that, wait, wait, was this the April Fool's Day where yes. Adult yeah, Swim played yeah. weird stuff? They, they played the, uh, what was it, the Mind Game? They played like, yeah, Mind the Game. Original mind short. Game. Yeah, from, yeah, no, Andrew, you were... The original short from No, the you were there. Concept.
4: I think I was on the f- stuff...
2: I remember this, I, like, I wasn't there, but I remember you tweeting about Personal this, saying that, that this was the kind of surreal yes. thing you never thought would happen in your life. R- was no, you weren't there! Okay. Because that was the year, that was the year of, um, it was a different year.
3: that was the year where we went to the restaurant and we did, we're here for the Airbnb. Okay,
4: I was gonna say, I did not think I was at that year. Yeah, that be. was the,
3: we're here for the Airbnb yeah. year, The one right? with
4: the Toonami prank.
3: Ooh. I wasn't see, there, you
4: guys called me post. on the phone.
3: When no, you get old
0: like feel. us, your memory starts to yeah, fade. Yeah, you weren't there. It's a true fact.
3: Why did I... Okay, now I know who I'm confusing Andrew for, but no. <laughs> but, like, a couple of us who have seen... I've seen Super Milk Chan. I've so. not
4: seen super, super Milk Chan, so...
3: Oh, man, we gotta fucking show you... Super... We gotta get Andrew to show you fucking Super Milk Chan. Okay. Anyways. We are never gonna <laughs> that... get through this. No, we're
0: not. Back on... Back on point. <laughs> um... I enjoy this dub. It appeals to the part of me that likes things that are, like, weird and messy and flawed and that... I probably recommend with a certain asterisk attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like this may not be for you. It's like you may just not
4: like this. I can totally it may not,
0: it, it may not actually be good. I can it's not, it's
4: I don't not think it's that essential
2: viewing. For anyone, really. I don't think that it's not
4: good. I think it's just one of those I can see somebody watching this and straight up hating it and just not getting it. Oh, unquestionably, this
0: is...
3: Oh, like, this is a show that I think if we asked Gigi to do this episode, she would have fucking killed us. Oh,
0: Gigi... I I, I, I like Gigi. I would not bestow <laughs> this upon her. That's mean. The,
3: Why do I...
2: The...
3: Okay, you like me too, so... Not not
2: enough good-looking boys in the show to recommend. Absolutely not.
4: I, I don't even think anybody's attractive in this show.
0: I, I will, I will, I will say the anime makes Freddy a lot more attractive. He looks absolutely, he, in the manga he looks like he's played by E. McDermott in Deadwood. Freddy? That's okay, it. Freddy?
4: Okay. Or
0: E. McShane, sorry, not McDermott, E. McShane in Deadwood. That's what he looks like in the manga. Freddy in like.
4: this looks so bara that he would be in a manga from the author of My Brother's Husband.
0: Andrew. Freddy, Freddy Mercury, alright, Freddy Mercury's a little skinny to be bara, but like, he's getting there.
3: Freddie Mercury is what we would call a twunk.
4: Okay. Don't. No, in, in, this, in this show he's straight up beefy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, in
3: this show he's a bara. IRL Freddie Mercury was a twunk.
4: <laughs> You're Good night, everybody. You're wrong. wrong.
2: Too refined to be a himbo, right?
3: <laughs> no. Question. And, okay. A,
0: him- a himbo cannot get away with being so naturally funny that he relates a story about how he met Sid Vicious once and commented that he called him, like, Johnny Furious, and he did not like that at all. <laughs>
1: And,
3: Wait, look, Freddie Noah, Mercury be... met Sid
0: Vicious? Yes, that, that's a real thing that happened that I just explained here.
2: <laughs> I Okay, I, I'm-
0: all... Also,
3: Noah, to be a himbo, there are three- There, there are a couple qualities. One, they must be big. <laughs> they must be beefy. They must be big and beefy. Number two, they must be stupid as fuck. And three, they must drink their Respect Women juice.
2: I'm- um... I'm sure there is a there's a chart out there. I'm sure someone's got a Google Doc that's listed. There's all a the
3: fucking him <laughs> there's a fucking himbo alignment
2: chart. Or maybe maybe it's one of those triangles, like you know, it's the McDonald's triangle, but the corners are just himbo, uh twunk bearish and... twonk. Bearish Twunk. bearish twink. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there is, there is, there is fucking triangle chart.
4: <laughs> I feel like this episode is just straight up the Cromardi High experience at this point.
0: You're not wrong. Look, if you Can want to we... know if you're gonna enjoy the show, are you enjoying this right now? If so,
4: you'll probably like Cromartie High.
2: We're missing. I'm so We're sorry. missing... <laughs> Imagine
0: all the tangential bits of um, Lucky Star, except it's being done by big, barely animated, delinquent men.
2: That's that's an interesting comparison because Lucky Star references this show in like its second episode. Does it? Oh yeah, yeah. That they, they because that oh, was the second episode they referenced. Uh, different anime the characters have been watching, so they reference Cromarty High School and they reference Pony Pony Dash back to back, meaning that Noah wants to kill himself
3: twice.
4: The two thousands were a weird era. Oh, you bet.
2: But no one. Um, we, have a name, we still don't have a fucking name for it yet.
0: We never will.
2: It's
3: the Naughties.
2: It was a bad decade. We're not
3: British. Not with that attitude, they're going to reclaim- Eventually mom's going to reclaim us!
2: Man, I I am here for the liberation of Ireland. That is all I'm here for. (laughs) By the way, Puffin Rock is getting a movie! Eventually our
3: true mother, the Queen of England, is going to see our dumb shit and take us out of daycare.
2: Just like this show, which is basically teenagers in daycare. Speaking of which, we should probably start talking about those teenagers.
3: I, I want to let be, finish his segment, so I'm sorry uh, for I, interrupting him.
0: I, I I enjoy this. It's weird. It's lumpy. I think it captures what makes the show appealing and unappealing really well. Like it feels like the right dub for this source material, mm. if that makes any sense. It does. So, yeah, for 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 better and for worse.
3: Yeah. yeah. For be- See, I'm on the I'm on the thing of like this. This entire product is dated, therefore the dub is actually really good for it. Yeah, I'm oh, this, still this going is... to point out the flaws of this dub, including them just dropping the word. Like, I'm I'm saying the word just because I have to say it to explain what they've said, mm-hmm. but them dropping like the hard f gay slur when they won't say fuck is like a really weird fucking thing.
2: It is, it is a bizarre. It is a. Biz- it,
3: and ADV
0: was the two- not the uh...
2: mid 2000s, man. I mean, ADV did that in a couple of our dubs. They, they drop slurs like that. They dropped <laughs> in shows. That, I'm sorry, I won't say it again, but just that word in other dubs that were honestly much tamer than this. And it feels yeah, really like out of place saying, now. Yeah, like you
3: like, it's in, like, Kan-on or, like Kan-on or something. It, it is. It,
2: Yuichi rolls up a roll of paper and he smacks one of the girls, you know, playfully, of course, and says, Don't be a <laughs> when I'm trying to help you. And it just felt really out of place because nothing else in the dub is like that.
0: So much bleeping in this episode. Anyways. Yes, please
2: sleep that out. Yeah, also, I, bleep... please. Yes.
0: I I, I I This is an anime, but I had that I was rereading um an early volume of Tsubasa Chronicles where they also dropped the R bomb and it's like that's that this feels very out of place in this. Soft <laughs> I need to, I own manga. the
3: anime for that, so now I'm like half tempted to go see if that's like in the anime, but I don't think they that that is. That's I'd a that's I'd a, a long
2: ass show though.
3: Yeah, a like, long ass show that I own every single anime part of it of. It is one of my favorite goddamn train wrecks.
2: I think we know what Megan's next birthday episode is going to be.
3: No, it's not for one big reason.
2: Oh yeah, it's not yeah. streaming anywhere. <laughs> yeah, let's go.
4: Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's
3: go with that. Anywho, acting.
0: Acting is important. I like acting. acting act, I like acting, acting. Acting is debatably not as important to the show as the forty-minute segment we just exited. But, we'll see. <laughs> but, but before we get to the credited people uh there is there is a lot of um, additional voices in this show if you watch the actual credits mm-hmm. it's a little odd i almost want to track down someone who worked on this and figure out because named characters won't get named credits in the end credits on some episodes and i'm curious to know how that worked out um before we do that i'm gonna rattle off some of the additional voices on this show because uh they're fun and they should get some due diligence so thank you to adam conlon adam jones Asher karat alan divers bg donna Blake Shepard, Brandon Peters, Brian Grandvelt, Chris Ayers, Chris Kring, Chris Nelson, Chris Stewart. Thank you, Chrises. Dwight Clark, Ernie Manhouse, Fred Walters Jr., Hillary Haig, Jason Miesa, John Swayze, Kira Vincent Davis, Lucy Christian, Matt Crawford, Paul Odo, Quentin Haig, and Ty Haney. You did good. Lucy Christian su- shows up. I'm fucking up. surprised
2: that Blake Shepard was in this. Oh, yeah. this has been a
4: young Blake Shepard. Wow.
2: That they, I mean, they didn't have as big of a talent pool back then, but yeah, it's it's fun to watch these shows where y- you've been around for a while, Blake Shepard.
3: Think also, I think Hillary Haig's husband's in this. For yeah, I was what I was what It's like Quentin. All right, you're definitely related to Hillary.
4: Quentin Haye. Don't know. Hillary. I think that might have been an alias Hillary used actually, or
2: Quentin doing little boy voices. Maybe I
4: don't know. I do not There I were no
2: little boy voices in this show. Yes. The, the little no, boy, wait, wait. Sorry. The
0: one, the one kid, in the autograph signature is yeah. uh, Hillary Haig doing her best. <laughs> <and trying to laughs>
3: forward, uh, yeah, that's what I meant by like. There's like one little kid that should sound like a little kid, but he just doesn't. Like, it's not even fucking trying. Sounds
2: like a little child. <laughs> it,
3: it, no. No, he sounds like a he sounds like a twenty year old man.
2: Anyways, <laughs> thirty.
3: Going to get his Putin autograph. Thank
4: you. Additional voices. Speaking of Putin, hey. Segue.
0: Um, our first group of characters. They're all very minor. There's a lot of minor characters in the show. We're not going to cover all of them, mostly because I don't know who played half of them. I'm not that good at picking out voices. But we're going to cover a couple. <laughs> Starting off, we have the masked uh, Takanuchi. He is an airline hijacker who um, he basically gets pseudo-foiled by another student who doesn't want the airline to take off because he'll get motion sick. We're going to talk about him later. And uh, he ends up going back to the school and becoming a student for a while. Uh, and everyone just thinks, it's like, oh, you're this friend of ours we haven't seen in a while. Uh, I guess I guess he's wearing a mask now. That's weird. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, even though said guy is, like, fucking lost in America.
0: He's in, he's he in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. He's got his home. Oh, I love Beck. Apparently, apparently in the manga, he becomes, like, a goon Aww. for the mafia for a while, which, all right, that checks out. That checks out. Uh, we, have, we have Putan and Putan's Buddy. Uh, there are two guys who are on a bizarre little surrealist show on TV that's maybe funny. It's unclear. I, like, is is it funny? There, there's a whole episode about whether or not it is funny. I, I lo-
3: The answer is apparently yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, it's better. It's better than that show starring the little thing Lucy Christian. <laughs> okay, that was weird. <laughs> well, that, that's up for debate. But l- let me
2: tell you, Digi Karate was a fucking phenomenon back in the day. So many spinoffs, so much merchandise, so many cat ears. Oh god, so many cat ears. Yeah, put put that one in for franchise no one remembers anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs>
3: I only, I was, it's really weird because i would never watched Dizzy Chirot, but I was like when that popped up, I'm like, that's fucking Dizzy Chirot which means that it's somehow going to get an anime remake within the next five years Good
2: lord. Don't, don't say that, don't we, we need that just as much as we need a remake of Cyber Marionette J (laughs) You want that, don't you? No, I don't like football heads (laughs) Give me more shit But Hey Arnold is such a good cartoon Sure thing, Helga That did get a revamp, that finally got a conclusion Oh, God, it is No coming. clue
3: confirmed to be Helga.
0: And we're also going to talk about the narrator, who doesn't appear on screen, obviously, but he's amusing and he shows up occasionally. Yes. I love God. Exactly. Hi, Monty Python God. Nice to see you in an episode again. Yay. Not played by David Wald this time.
4: Yay. <laughs>
3: Last uh, time it was uh, Ian Sinclair. The last
0: last episode I was on, he was played by David Wald. Well,
3: that was just Tonegao, and then he turned into Ian Sinclair, and now he's turning into this guy.
0: Exactly. Um, Playing these characters, uh, the Masked Tonoguchi is played by George Manley, who's known for such roles as Schnitzer in Bodacious Space Pirates, Isaac in Log Horizon, and Captain Horner in Project Blue Earth S.O.S., Putan is played by Mike McCrea, who's known for playing Garon in Full Metal Panic, and the President in Super Milk Chan. Putan's buddy, he's the pink one, is played by Rob Mungle, who's known for playing uh, Tsubara Mimasaka in Food Wars, Bill Collins in Gunsmith Cats, and uh, Kuichi in Mr. Tanagawa, Middle Management Blues. And the narrator. Uh,
3: How can you you not talk about Rob Mungle about not bringing up his most iconic role as a monojaku in Ghost stories?
0: Because <laughs> I don't know who anyone in Ghost Stories is named, so I'm not he sure is, that he is.
3: He's the cat,
4: isn't he? He's the cat. He's the cat. Okay. He's the talking cat. Okay, I hear it now, yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, and the narrator is played by Tommy Drake, who's known for such roles as Nijian in Sayuki, Ryu in the ADV dub of Street Fighter II, and Dr. Eye Patch in Super Milk Chan.
2: Oh, boy. What do we think?
0: Th- what, what do we. <laughs> look, look, look. Super Milk Chat is a I feel Super Milk Chan is a very valid point of reference for the show.
4: So
3: I swear to god, Disco Tech, if you fucking rescue me, we'll do the Super Milk Chat episode!
4: It's true, we will. We are very <laughs> we that, will, that we is will that do a is do a
3: fucking Super Milk Chat episode. God damn.
4: That is a promise slash threat. A promise threat.
3: <laughs> from from threat.
4: The promised threater land. Megan, it's... Megan, would you like to start us off again? <laughs>
3: All I'm thinking about is the Promised Threaderland is a fucking house in Promised Neverland, except for all of the kids are just me, Which means it's Jet's Nightmare.
4: That's a very... Okay. Or
3: no, it's the Promised Neverland, but all the kids are fucking Yonderes.
4: You mean they weren't already?
3: (laughs) I said the kids, not the moms.
4: You mean they weren't already?
3: Shut up, Andrew! I don't know where I'm this gonna is. tell Steph no coochie for Andrew tonight. Please, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> please,
3: sir. Spare some coochie.
2: <laughs> I just watched Oliver last yesterday. Don't do that to me, Megan. Alright.
3: <laughs> My favorite thing ever is somebody did that as their fucking tip jar at Artist Alley That's says, please, um... <laughs> for some- I was like, please spare me for some coochie, and it was fucking Mista from part five of JoJo.
2: Megan, I promise, if you please talk about these actors, we will do a dub talk episode on the Oliver movie some other day. Please, just move on. Okay.
3: I'm sorry, I'm very tired and brain- um, We
0: all are, don't worry.
3: <laughs> George Manley is Mas He was fine. Um, I think it was really funny because I think he was one of the few characters that was an actual grown man- Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. is he the one that does the whole speech on like looking towards your future and shit? Yeah, he's At the, so,
0: so. Yeah. he's the
4: one the that one. he's the one that tells uh, uh what's his name again? Maeda. Maeda to vote.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go fucking vote. Taka Nauchi feels the burn. Time. Um <laughs>
4: Oh, this is going to be an interesting episode.
2: Uh, oh, you bet. Uh, goodbye, monetization. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I didn't say anything that's... As if me not throwing around the word fuck wasn't going to do that anyway. Mm. Uh, no, I thought, he, I thought he was pretty good and I like the fact that, like... I feel like the joke on him would have been better as if, if everybody else did sound slightly younger. Um, But I think he was fine. Mike McRae's Pouton is just really funny because he sounds like every Ted A dead 40 something year old middle management guy who who's gotten too hard from his britches and just Rob Mungle when they get into their married spad is absolutely great <laughs> um, where he just puts Freddy in the puton suit and there's just this really awkward scene of like them in the puton suits in the bathroom and then Freddy in the mohawk guy in their puton suits in the bathroom and I'm like that's the setup to a fucking gay porn if I've ever seen one Help!
4: My partner's cheating on me with Freddie Mercury.
3: <laughs> There's no Pouton! I see you don't have a Pouton in your bath in your beat.
2: <laughs> you jo- you joke about that, but uh, Teletubby porn is uh, is not new to, uh, to I'm gonna have
4: you stop right now right this second. Uh,
2: that's, that's not the worst thing about Teletubbies we brought up on this podcast. Don't lie.
3: Oh no! The toffee <laughs> custard machine is broke.
2: I can't. No apologies, none. <laughs> you were saying?
3: And Steph's gonna get a taste of Andrew's toffee custard soon. Okay. But... okay. <laughs> Honestly, sorry. Stop making it easy. Um that's what no, she Rob said. Mungle Rob Mungle is I'm surprised I actually could not tell that that was Rob Mungle, because I'm actually fairly familiar with his voice. Um I've I've listened to enough shit with Rob Mungle in it to like know I'm like, okay, that's Rob Mungle. Uh but the narrator, I liked him a lot. Like, I liked how surprisingly chill and youthful he sounded. <laughs> like right? I'm so used to narrators being like these big over the top, like Super funny things. They, like David Wald and Toda like Ian Sinclair and Dumbbells, or uh, Lucy Christian and Okami san, like those kind of over the toppy, very
2: best part care- of that show.
3: Shut up, Okami san's a great anime, fight me. Um, But I mean, like, in the sense that they are very overly comedic and very overly, like, cartoony, where this guy was the most chill and normal sounding person in the show, which. Makes a lot of sense for what's in front of him, and yeah, that's my point. And I'm- I am on- I'm going into s- fucking sleep deprivation 2 brain cells Megan tonight. I am so sorry. Ah,
0: oh, don't worry about it.
4: Alright. for our art.
0: Look, look, I, fi- I think the, the- the writing and directing were gonna be the big part of this episode anyways, and we got that out of the way. So- so, so, so let's who just who go. Well, let's here.
4: go. Uh, Mass Takaduchi is a very strange part of the show. Like, even for a lot of the strange stuff in the show, a literal plain terrorist man replacing a student for several months, and everyone's just like, "Oh, hey, Takaduchi was good," and he just still stays there. Is probably one of the strangest things in the show, where a show has a robot, a gorilla, and. freddy fucking mercury as part of your student body but george does a pretty good job uh mike mcrae as Puton is just so great at how stern and tired like he sounds like he would be like a military soldier that's the kind of voice he would use where he's like i'm getting too old for this shit it's just like he sounds like uh, the
3: guy who takes his head off In the underground tunnels of Magic Kingdom after he's just done being, uh, Minnie Mouse.
4: (laughs) Oh my god.
2: (laughs) There's a visual
4: image. M-I-C K-E-Y (laughs) M-O-U-S-E. This is how I go on to kill my enemies, Mickey. Hey babe.
2: You said- you said- can I have some tubby custard? No! Whoa. God damn! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please? No!
3: Please?
4: No! <laughs> Why would you do this?
3: <laughs> I can't. I don't know what you're talking about! Uh,
4: I have literal audio proof, Megan.
3: <laughs> no, you don't.
4: <laughs> okay. Anyways, no, uh, Mike McRae is really funny just because the voice is very stern and gruff, and that works for what's basically supposed to be a very cute mascot character. And the same works with Rob Mungle as his friend, which is just, it's just so very strange how it's this very weird surrealist show where they're wearing the cute costumes. It's like, oh, it's funny because of the costumes. And then they take off their costumes for their what would be i guess their podcast t- after show in 2020 i would watch a podcast with puton
2: a poon cast if you would,
0: were you would watch a podcast
4: with
3: <laughs> anyways uh absolutely
4: and tommy drake is just as megan said just very chill and relaxing for a show of weird zany antics which i think really works for this dub so yeah that's what that's that's my thoughts also, I like Andrew. the part of the intro where Putan... Oh, it wasn't even Putan. It was it was Rob Mungle's guy that punches Putan. And as they're just standing there like they're in The Shining.
3: <laughs> I love the part with them in the opening where like they bounce against each other, he punches them, and then they just stand there again. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Which, by the way, this op- the opening of the show is high art. Oh, it's weird. Oh, the good. opening
3: of the show is fucking amazing. I have the song
2: stuck in my head still.
0: <sighs>
4: Alright. Are you finished, Andrew? I'm finished, yes. So, Would you like to go, Noah?
2: So, Andrew, you have not seen Full Metal Panic yet. Um, I have not. Correct?
4: I have not seen Full Metal Panic.
2: Okay, because you referencing uh, Mike playing a stern military guy is incredibly hilarious considering he plays Gauron in Full Metal Panic, and Gauron is one messed up terrorist military guy. So, Gar- 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 Garland's like the villain for part of the show right for the Am fir- I remembering that correctly uh, for both sh- for uh, the first and the second season uh, I'm sorry not the hey, second the second season is technically the comedy one um I mean the
3: oh is he back for invisible victory
2: I don't remember. Been...
3: No, cuz it, no, it's there's Full Metal Panic, Full Metal Panic the Second Raid, Full Metal Panic Fumofu, and then there's Full Metal Panic Invisible Victory. Oh, oh, I've never it's... seen any of Full Metal Panic. I just know Technic- there's four seasons of
2: it. Uh, well, technically as far as continuity goes, uh it was the original series first. Second one that was produced was the comedy one Fumofu, and then after that they made Second Raid, which is more of a is more like a second season that kind of dismisses Fumofu to begin with and that's where Garron comes back.
4: So he's a big antagonist in the serious parts.
2: Does he ever come back? I wonder if he comes
3: back in Invisible Victory. I didn't I don't watch know. it. I, I, don't know. I, I don't think a lot of people watch it. I just know it's <laughs> fucking impossible to buy on DVD. That's
2: sad. I, I saw saw an LE of it on sale at a used video store. I, I think that was the when...
3: only version of it that was released, but that's another story.
2: Well, this show, on the other hand... Actually, uh, this show was also unavailable for quite a while, so I'm glad Discotech picked this up. So thank you guys for that. I, I don't really have... I don't have anything witty to add about these four characters, uh, because... Unfortunately, a lot of the actors in this are directed to sound very similar to each other. They're low-voiced, tough guys, They're par- many of them are parodies of uh, delinquent teenagers. Uh, these four are not. Uh, these four are obviously, uh, you know, most... Two of them are... No, all three of them are adults, and the narrator is just God, so I guess he counts as an adult. So that kind of takes away the ability for them to sound distinct from each other, but I will give credit to both Mike and Rob for playing off each other very well uh, in a straight way, because I, I don't mean that pejoratively, I mean like, actually taking the content seriously. I, I, I'm imagining in a post 4Kids world where they would not have an idea about how to adapt this material, and definitely getting to the poon part, not Poon-Ton parts of this poon is yeah. is a different kids show just trying to figure out, like, wh- what is th- wh- why is this in the show? What are we adapting? What am I doing with my life? And I have to, am- I have to assume that the Dadaist reading is that this was created as a way to demonstrate something very wrong with society, and in this case, the very wrong part of people in grown adult costumes. So clearly, this is a satire of Disney World in general. Now, with that, uh-huh. be- now, with that being said. Yes, uh, clearly the show is a big critique of the Walt Disney Company as a whole. And as someone who hates the great acquisition of Disney World to uh, the Disney Company, I fully endorse this. So, yes, these two were the best part of the show. And there are parts where they were satirizing kids' content of the time period. Live-action kids' shows of the time period. It's absolutely perfect. Um, maybe a little lost on us here in 2020 when our collective IQ has gone down even further. But I'm sure at the time period, this would have been hailed as the greatest comedic sensation since Chris Rock's anything he's ever done in the past. That's I look, all I've... <laughs>
4: I look forward to Putin's collaboration with "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared."
2: Oh God! That, coming soon to a Kickstarter near you.
4: I'd kickstart the shit out of that. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I mean, this is, I, I was honestly like, am I missing something, or was their segment actually supposed to be a? not a parody but like a farce of children's entertainment like Barney or I mean that's 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 what that's that absolutely. is what
0: uh, that's what Yamaguchi's
2: trying to figure out man
0: he's
4: literally just like I don't get it what is the what is the appeal
0: his, his journey is our
2: journey as the audience he is audience by proxy that is the one self-referential part of the show that that did feel like it was trying to commentate on something
4: I feel like, I feel like, uh, Yamaguchi watching Putan is, like, the viewer watching Cromartie High. Like, mm-hmm. the the first-time viewer watching Cromartie High trying to be like, okay, what is the actual comedic pull of this?
3: appeal of this.
2: Very Which much. Are, or... <laughs> so, our, yeah, to give full credit to both Mike and Rob, they did what they were supposed to do very well. It's it's very interesting to hear um, that low voice being used for what what's... Content-wise is, like, very essentially uh, light-hearted content. You know, they're making jabs about, uh, like, day-to-day activities. Like, I'm, I'm racking my brain to remember, like, wait, what even happened in the show? I can't remember. And uh. I even wrote it down, too.
4: They punched each other and Freddie Mercury they stole just, their job. Sort
2: of, they just sort, they sort of have
0: nonsense. Yeah, they have nonsense conversations. Yeah. And...
3: But like, I think one of the conversations, like, I went out and I talked to somebody. Was it someone you knew?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That... There's nothing very Sainfeldian about it all.
3: Is there, you, is there a part where Putin and them are gonna get into a no-masturbation contest?
2: <clears throat> well, here's the good thing, is that they can't reach their dicks with those giant hand costumes. <laughs> Not with that
4: attitude!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anything can become a fleshlight if you try hard enough. <laughs> Oh, dear. I'm on, I'm sorry.
2: It's all right. Please talk I about I knew that. what I was getting into. Did you? <laughs> did, did you really?
0: Maybe.
4: <laughs> Maybe.
2: Any it, other thoughts? I'm good. No, um, no. I'm, a, right, uh, I'm more interesting uh, thoughts for other characters. Fair
0: enough. Uh, uh, I, let's see. Uh, George family was entertaining. I like just the weird gag of his character where he gets thwarted from hijacking a plane and then goes to starts going to the school and continues to go to the school even though he's clearly like a grown-ass adult. So he has no reason to stay there and continues to stay there when the guy they keep mistaking him for comes back.
3: Uh, oh yeah that's right he does come back and everyone's like what the fuck nobody there, questions
0: it there's, there's, there's something about just the inertia of everyone's actions in this show they just continue to do things despite <laughs> des- despite all evidence to the contrary they should stop
2: why they uh, go to the school there's no learning there's no teachers we ever see they're just continuously going through <laughs> the motions it's
3: like fucking uh, the fucking peanuts man yep. mm.
2: they, they, they do they uh, do stuff I don't remember Freddie Mercury being in Charlie Brown Coming to Six Flags.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can make a joke because at least three of you live in a state with a Six Flag known park.
2: This
0: is true. That is true. Uh, um, Mike McCree and Rob Mungle, I, I, find, I find them very entertaining. Putan is also weird in a way that appeals to me. Again, I'm not sure. It's more like concept funny than haha funny, but like, I can watch this. I don't know if I actually like it, but I can watch it. You, you. Uh, and they play, and I, I especially like when they get into their just sort of argument about who needs who, and they get supplanted by Freddy and Iashita. Uh, it's just like, oh, well, that backfired. Oops. Um, and I, I, I actually, I, I also really like Tommy Drake as a narrator. He kind of stood out because he was so much more low key than everything going on around him. Uh, yeah, he was. I found him very entertaining, which I was not expecting. Mostly because I'd forgotten there even was a narrator in this show. Um, so yeah. Fun times. On to our next group of characters. (laughs) They're slightly more important. They show up in more than one episode. (laughs) Yay. And they do things, kind of. They do do things. We have, uh, Uh, Takeshi Hakuto, who's the son of a rich boy, and he came to Cromartie High School to take over the school, and he's gonna use the fact that his dad was the chair of the board as a threat to take over things, and then it turns out the Cromartie is a municipal school, he transferred to the wrong high school entirely, and now he's just kinda hanging out there.
3: I love the fucking bullshit they do to justify why he's still there the entire time.
0: It's great. (laughs) Um, And uh, he has a lackey. The well, like Lackey has no name. Well, he has a he name, does, he, and has... he tries to say it repeatedly, but no one will let him. It's so sad.
3: Like I genuinely felt awful for it.
0: <laughs> it's it's the true it's the true tragedy. He just wants to be known. They won't even let him be known. He just wants to be noticed. Whatever his name is. <laughs> um. We have, uh, Noburo Yamaguchi, who doesn't actually go to Cromartie, he goes to a rival high school, uh, and he's the leader of the gang there, and he also likes writing and sending in jokes to the radio. It's his big pride. And he has a rivalry with another guy named Honey Boy, who occasionally gets better jokes than him. Later we find out Honey Boy is actually the main character, <laughs> to his chagrin. Of course.
2: Wait, wasn't, uh, wait, wasn't Honey Boy that one, uh, Chris Farley movie? I thought- th- Yeah, that's- I thought Tommy, that... No, it's Tommy Boy. No, I thought that was that one, uh, album by The Who.
3: God damn it. Shut up. God. It <laughs>
4: keeps
2: up all night.
0: <sighs> Please don't. And Yamaguchi has a lackey named uh, Jun Ishikawa, who has uh, weird hair and a very bad sense of humor that irritates Yamaguchi, because no one knows this about Yamaguchi, but he is a connoisseur of comedy.
4: But everybody thinks uh, he hates comedy because he punches the one funny guy in his group.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, Jun Ishikawa shares his name with a uh, modernist author and literary critic. Uh, which, given that Cromartie High School is named after a real person, may be intentional. I'm not entirely sure. It's just a uh, thing to know. It's very possible. One of the other characters shares their name with the guy who writes the familiar Zero Light novels, but I think that's just a coincidence. But, he was not actually well-known when the show came out. That's
4: probably a coincidence.
0: Anyways, um, these characters are played by... Hokuto uh, is played by Jason Douglas, who you know for playing Chio's dad in Azumanga Dayo, the Duke of Orleans, <laughs> and Le Chevalier d'Air... <laughs>
2: <laughs> you find something Hello, funny about darkness, this Darkness,
3: my old friend. <laughs> <That's>...
2: <laughs> I wish I were a bird. How are you?
0: <laughs> Fine, thank you. Yeah, when what, what are we gonna do the Azamag episode? Right
2: uh, after we've had a, a, a next four twenty. Let's do that. Yeah, there you go. Oh,
3: absolutely! Damn, I would actually fucking do that. No, ne- oh, damn it! Next four twenty isn't a Wednesday though.
0: Mm. Next year. Well, a year after that, maybe. Anyways, uh, and Jason Douglas also did a Galahad Warher in Gangsta. Uh, Hakuto's Lackey is played by Greg Ayers, uh, who you know for lots of things, uh, but in, uh, maybe particularly you might know for being Kiyuki in Beck Mongolian Chop Squad, Mankuma in Danganronpa, and Tsuyoshi uh, Okiho in Kodocha. Uh, Noboro Yamaguchi is played by James Faulkner, who you might know for such roles as uh, Ilfangan Clouseau in Full Metal Panic. Jean-Patrick Chaplin and Razaphon and the Moby Dick and *Hakugei: The
2: Legend of the Moby Dick*. I assume that's a boat or something. I've never seen that show. <laughs> that is the one Gonzo adaptation of a literary work that I don't think is available anywhere. I mean, you. And I don't want think you'll you also hate Moby ever touch Dick.
3: because you fucking hate. You I fucking keep, hate, you
2: Moby hate. my Moby hand, Dick. I keep my hands off that Moby Dick. That thing can swim off into the ether as far as I care. And uh,
0: Junishikawa is played by Jacob A. Grigard, uh who's uh, mostly, he doesn't actually have a lot of named roles uh, to his credit. Uh, he's mostly, he's done minor roles in stuff like The Chevalier Day On, Dirty Pair, Project Eden, and Pony Pony Dash, Noah's Paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, Megan, would you like to start us again?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start with um, yeah, Junishikawa, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked his voice. He sounded, I think, to me like he, yeah everyone sounds older but he kind of sounds a little bit more like a high schooler to me and he reminds me of kind of like those background gruff guys that you hear in a lot of delinquent dubs from like Funimation stuff um and then uh Noboru Yamakuchi man when i was listening to him talk i i felt like his performance was like pretty stiff at points I don't think he was the best performance in it, but it bugged me because I fucking knew his voice. I'm like, I know this voice. I know it from somewhere. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Policeman from Kaleido Star. <laughs> Another show in which he is not the best actor. Um, I mean, he's fine, but he also like there, Mr. Policeman sounds like a 20 year old, like a 20 to 30 year old dude. So it is. Yamaguchi like it it was kind of one of the ones that stood out to me more Uh, but I do like a lot of his stuff I like where he's like "Mm, honey boy (laughs) like where he is very much trying to be the straight man like the comic guy in this but he's very much the straight man for a lot of things Uh, like when they go get gorilla sushi (laughs) Which, God, Gorilla Sushi was such a fucking great, weird episode. (laughs) Mostly because I think the two best characters in the show are the Gorilla and Freddy. (laughs) Uh, And then, oh man, I love Jason Douglas and Greg Ayers bouncing off each other. Jason Douglas does not sound like a high schooler at fucking all. It's great. There is no- Here's the thing, Greg does. This is Greg's big boy voice. Like, it's not Chrono from Chrono Crusade, but it's. If you've seen the big windup, it's its catcher character. Or it's, um. Oh my god, what the fuck is his name from Carnival? Oh fuck, I can't remember his name.
2: Shit. You're asking the wrong group.
3: Yeah, I know I'm asking the wrong group of people about Carnival.
2: Hey. Uh, ha- I- hang on a second. Seth!
4: <laughs> <laughs> what's Greg Aries' character in Carnival called? Like the
3: character's name? Yes. I can. Re- I remember Sean um, Michael Teague's character Nye.
4: She she is current. Is
3: that Garaki? What? Garaki. Garaki. God-a- yeah, it's Garaki.
4: Thanks, babe. you welcome.
3: Garaki. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Garaki. Yeah, it's Garaki, but they call him Gareki. But yeah, it's Garaki. Like it's more of that and just. But him and Jason Douglas are fucking hysterical. Like this is Jason Doug. Wasn't who the fuck did Jason? This is just Beerus.
4: Oh, you beat me to it.
3: <laughs> I don't even watch Dragon Ball Z, and I know this is fucking Beerus' voice. <laughs> this is what if be- this is just Beerus and Wiz, Whis- the OG.
4: Oh shit! Actually, kind of.
3: He's gonna be the supreme leader of the of Japan. Remember, he just didn't know what yogurt was made out of. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh. Andrew knows what Steph's joke. Steph, knows <laughs> really make- that up. <laughs> okay, I, I d- fucked it up. I don't get to make that joke anymore. You blew I mean, that. Fucked up the execution. My comedy is bad. My segment is over. I thought. <laughs> I think. Jay- I think Jacob did a good job. I think Jerry James Faulkner could have been a little bit like less stiff and more believable. But I love Jason Douglas and Greg is a uh, and and uh, Hokito's laggy. <laughs>
4: okay. Uh, so starting off with June, I, I remember his voice the least out of this group, but I think his character did at least get me to chuckle a couple times just because he's clearly the douchebag of his group. He is clearly just the big douchebag of this of this squad, and you can tell everybody sees that he's the one willing to egg on the boss the most, but he's willing to get beat up for it. So I guess that means they kind of respect him for it. But he's got a pretty funny voice, too, which works. Uh, James Faulkner as Yamaguchi. I actually really like his very smooth, like, stern tone of voice. His
3: tone is smooth, but his delivery is stilted. It's a
4: little, but I actually quite enjoyed it for Yamaguchi. I actually in- enjoyed it a lot. It was a strange, it's a strange voice, but it's like, I he sounded... He sounded familiar to me even though I realized after the fact I'm not familiar with his work, but he's got a very he's got a very smooth tone of voice that I think kinda works for his character. I, I do definitely enjoy it. Um, he's got some very funny moments where he's trying to either be comedic or trying to get comedic stuff working, and it fails miserably. And also, what he realizes that uh, the main character is, of course, his comedic rival. He's like, "Oh no, God!" But he's got some—he's got some very weird segments that I quite enjoyed throughout the show, and just jason douglas and greg aries yeah jason douglas straight up that is his beerus voice he is using as he is basically playing a pampered rich boy who's using daddy's influence to try and be a cool guy in front of all of his cool friends only to realize he's messed up and greg aries is just yeah you're right that is a big boy greg airy voice and he just he just wants people to notice him his struggle is so real and i admire it i think jason and greg are absolutely hilarious together and i enjoy them getting to bounce off each other as well as the the regular ensemble of the show throughout i think they are very strange characters and they make me laugh also since these are all regular characters they get really weird visual things done with like their appearance and their hair where it's like they will just randomly like stretch their face or make like yamaguchi uh they just make his afro grow like three times in random shots yes.
2: i was very disappointed like in the intro it showed his his afro like the size of a plane and i was very disappointed and, like, like raining shit so, i was disappointed that throughout the show that it didn't just get progressively bigger and stay that length throughout <laughs> the entire duration of the show
4: yamaguchi has a very bo energy to him
2: oh uh, he fucking does don't, oh he does don't doesn't bring he that energy into this
3: house
4: I will, cause I think it's amazing. Like I, I, I see him like, and Bobo Bo being in the same room and being able to not be able to tell the difference. It's great. Anyways, I'm done. I really like Jason and Greg. Uh, James is pretty neat, and Jacob. I admittedly don't remember what he sounds like.
2: Nice. Um. Uh, admittedly, I I don't quite remember uh, June's um personality all well, no i do remember the personality because yeah like you said he's he's kind of got a sprinkle of douchebag in him and uh but what makes him stand out is just that he's got a bit of a higher pitched badass voice compared to the lower voice guys that uh, some more that we'll talk about um but it does work off pretty well off of uh james's <laughs> yamaguchi i actually didn't find it all that uh stilted as a performance um like trying to balance being a badass and and wanting to be a comedy writer, like, that that's kind of enduring. In fact, if you like that concept, and, like, if you like the idea of a delinquent who has, like, an actual ambition and wants to go into a career or something, I highly recommend checking out School Rumble, because the lead character in that is also a sunglass-wearing delinquent who has a more uh, tender side to him that they play mostly for comedy, but it's also kind of sentimental at times, so... Give that show a check if you haven't before. Back onto this show, though, uh, Yamaguchi's entire conceit of trying to make it in comedy while also being a gang leader is kind of what this show is about, because as much as we look down upon the delinquents, as we should, you know, what with their uncut hair and their motorcycles and their foul language, as much as we look down upon them, they have conviction, they really believe in what they're standing for. They, they are rebelling against the system, or they feel the need to defend their honor and take out the rival school members. Like, they have something they are working for. They are incredibly stupid and full of rocks for brains to get to that level, but we still feel bad for them about that. And James's conceit of trying to get the best jokes on the air and completely spinning his wheels and his hamster wheel of life because... You know he can't get the better jokes off, Honey Boy. It's just really, really sad and fun to watch. And I, I'm so glad that he was in the show. That, like that, that is kind of where I started to turn onto liking the show because I realized, ah, look at the idiots. It's so sad, but I enjoy watching them. And speaking of idiots, oh God, we we got to talk about. Uh, we we got. Wait, dang it, I lost my spot here. Where? Oh, what is his name? Akito. We got to talk about Akito. Because there there is something to be said for yes, being pampered rich boy who wants to rule the world, wants to be the bosses of Japan, and not having the not really uh having the street smarts to get it done, but still pretending like he does. And that whole thing, like that, that entire uh contrast they had with Greg Ayres, um it's just again, it's very fun to watch. Like, I, I, you watch a show not always because you cheer for the characters as end goal, or because you like them as a person, but because if they have a goal that they are working for, that just makes them that much more cheerable, even if they're absolutely moron. Like, but with these characters, like this one, this would be a himbo, or um, yeah, this would be a himbo, right, Megan? Does he respect women? There are almost no women in this show. There's only one woman that shows up, and she's being rescued. So,
0: I, I I am torn because on the one hand they're delinquents, which suggests no, but some of them also don't aren't very delinquentish, which
2: suggests maybe it's unclear. Yeah, yeah. There's not there's not a whole lot to suggest that they've actually done anything wrong, you know. So, uh, so yeah, Jason's uh, composed and in control voice, you know, fits perfectly well with the character. Greg airs. I mean it's Greg Ayers, what you want me to say. The dude's got good he's a good actor and who just happens to have a very distinct voice. You probably don't need me to tell you what he sounds like. You already know what he sounds like. You're hearing him say, "No, I'm Greg Jewish Eris in cool your head."
3: AF, though. What? <laughs> Greg Ayers is cool as fuck. He, he is. is.
2: I, I would never say a bad thing about him, never. Um unless my spot here. Oh yeah, so um so basically, goal of the show uh, try out for baseball. That's what I was trying to get at with this whole segment. I'm on, your turn.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I have in agreement about, uh, Jacob. I found, I kind of found him entertaining because his bad comedy was kind of funny in of itself because it was just so lame and ill-conceived and, like, not actually all that funny. Uh, also I liked it whenever, um, Yamaguchi would, like, hit him and he turned to, like, a little, like, super deformed doll version of himself. <laughs> It's always a sucker for a good visual gag. Um, I, I, I also I like James Foctor as Yamaguchi. I think part of it is I like his tone very well. Like this, this is a voice I would like to hear. Me, I'd like to hear explain like the ins and outs of comedy to me on maybe a podcast or a soothing documentary on Netflix or something like that.
2: Um, <laughs> the, the history I of think part, of, like a ten-part. Oh God, what's that one director who makes really long documentaries? Oh, oh. Ken Burns. Burns.
0: Ken Burns. Ken
2: yep. Burns. Yeah, a ten-part ken burns documentary on comedy hosted by this guy i mean,
0: J- I mean james, james Foctor would have a good ken burns documentary voice so that that it would that's not wrong if um, you ever
3: want to see the best parody of ken's burn anything ever there's an episode of community that is literally just a fucking ken ken burns documentary
0: amazing
3: um, yeah it's the um i forget because community's all on netflix now it's the pillow Pillowfort episode. So, like, there are episodes of Community like you can just watch out of fucking context, mm. just because they are absolutely hysterical parodies of like things. The fucking Ken Burns Civil War one is great. I, I was
2: a fil- filthy casual when Community wasn't a heyday, and I didn't watch it. I watched The Big Bang Theory. My
3: first of all, one you net go on it's Netflix not- and watch at least the first four seasons of. Community. But
2: I gotta watch Tiger King again. I've only seen it ten times. No. No! No our Tiger There's King! There's more episodes! There's like a follow-up episode where they're like- No! Oh. Don't
3: you dare give the Tiger King more views!
2: Well, he's in jail, so what does it matter?
3: You stop that. You stop
2: that.
0: <laughs> um, also, I enjoyed Yamaguchi just because I, I found something very entertaining about his absolute insistence on viewing every scenario in his life through the lens of how would this be funny? <laughs> even when it made absolutely no sense, given what's going on. And I I thought James, in his weird way, kind of sold that, like, weird, mono nerd aspect. of just like, mm, that would be the f Like, when they're, he's on the train, he's thinking about, like, hearing the announcements. Like, no, it wouldn't be funny if they followed up with that. And it's like, the train announcements. No one except you is wondering if they're funny or not. <laughs>
4: I also appreciate the fact that he cr- completely creates an entire backstory about the gorilla working at the sushi restaurant, only for the oh, owner to only for the owner to come in and be like, "Who the hell is that? Why is there a gorilla?"
3: And then the next episode gives the fucking story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, is this still Cromarty? Oh. You are still watching an episode of Cromarty High School.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was great. The That's scroll at bit. the bottom.
2: Oh.
0: Um. But I, I think as we've all mentioned, the standouts in this segment are Jason Douglas and Greg Ayres as Hakuto and Hakuto's lackey. They're just, they're great. They play off each other so well. They're so funny. Jason Douglas just sounds like he is 30, which is exactly how that character should sound like. <laughs> um, and uh, Gre- Gre- I th- Greg is frequently hilarious in a lot of things he's in, but I have nothing else. I enjoy him here for being the one character in a, this silly, silly, silly comedy who has any moments of actual pathos. And Bammarless being able to mail that even as the show completely undermines him at every possible turn, to the point that aliens show up <laughs> and undermine his ability to say what his name is. <laughs> it's so sad. You feel for him, it breaks your heart.
3: All he has uh. to do is just say his name, say his name. Alexa oh, play
4: Desposito. <laughs>
2: And before we move, can, can we, one last thing to mention on Taniguchi is that he, he gives mm-hmm. us one one great thing he gives us, and this is only great in hindsight, is that he has a butler character. Yes! Who is basically just criminal, wait, how do you say it? Gentle criminal. Gentle criminal is just John doing that voice 15 years before the character was even it, created. It really is. And
3: that's the cruel angel's tea, <laughs> I will pay good fucking money for Josh Vermillion to say that in the Gentle Criminal Voice. Oh.
2: I, maybe he's on Cameo. Who knows?
3: God, I will
4: fucking do it. God bless. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: On to our next group of characters, which unfortunately we must start on a down note. Um, one of the characters in the show is a character named Shinjiro Hayashida. He has the Purple Mohawk. Uh, after the lead, he's probably one of the most prominent characters there. Uh, and unfortunately, he is played by an actor named Ilrich Guardiola, who had a, used to have a fairly well-known career in anime voice acting, uh, but unfortunately now he's just known for being a huge creep. In 2014, he was arrested for sexual assault of a minor when it was learned that he had had to start a relationship with a 16-year-old that he was teaching drama to, and they apparently got married. Uh, these charges ended up being dropped, uh, but he has basically vanished off the face of the earth. No one really wants to work with him for obvious reasons. Uh, normally we might would just skip him but his character is prominent enough that we figured we should at least address that he's in this uh, and we will briefly talk about his performance, not him obviously he's awful, uh, just in the name of sort of Thoroughness uh, if you do not want to listen to us talk about him you can skip to the time code that is either on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube or is in the description if you're listening to this on Podbean or some other audio uh, platform um, quickly around robin He's a creep, but uh, how, how is he in the show?
3: He's actually, like, one of the better performers in this show. It's It um,
0: sucks, doesn't it, right? <laughs>
3: yeah, it, it absolutely sucks, Balls. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he's actually one of the more believable high school boy voices. Um, he does a great job. His comedic timing is great. I love the fucking part where um, he's talking to uh, Take, the actual Takenouchi. And you find out that the mohawk is a wig. Oh, yeah. that,
4: was, that was a pretty interesting he, twist. Yeah, he
2: just That's takes actually, it off. That was pro, that was um, foreshadowed in the uh, the school exam episode where they were stripping yeah. down. He ac- we actually saw him take it off. I thought it was a one off yeah. visual gag, but it turns out it wasn't.
3: Long con. Uh, no, so his performance is actually pretty great. Uh, it's a shame that it's coming from an actor, a person who's a terrible awful person.
4: I I have to bounce off of that and say I do agree that. The performance as Hayashida is pretty amusing. The character is very wacky, and goofy, and as well as just the general thing is the show does really fun things with his hair continuing to flow and get larger and longer. It's just very. Talk
3: wanting to to go to the co- uh, the Koshien.
4: Yeah, that's it's just he's a very also this character wanted to play baseball and never committed to playing baseball, like. He also just straight up leaves leaves people for three hours in the woods to go get instant ramen, being like, oh, we don't have hot water. Oops. <laughs> he's kind of an idiot. He's a very funny character, and I will say that the performance is indeed a pretty good one.
2: Yeah, it's one of the ones that could have been uh, botched the most because he's supposed to have uh, a very serious... Uh personality, but what he's serious about is very farcical. So I like the fact that it was given a professional voice that didn't uh, mock the content it was being spoken of. Uh, He also modulates more than most of your characters. Like, most of your characters stay down in the, you know, clancy brown voice like this. Uh, Maybe not that low, but still lower than you expect a high schooler to sound at. But uh, he gets to go up and down all over the place. He's kind of contemplating, you know, either going out for baseball or anything else going on in the absurdity that is Cromarty High School. Um, so, yeah, it is actually a very good performance that, you know, as you said, kind of tainted in retrospect.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in strong agreement. Like, it is it is a it is a good performance for this character, especially for how much this character shows up. He plays well with the other actors, and it's it's sad that, like, like this guy is a creep in a scumbag. And I'm at least glad that he's, like, not in the industry anymore, the fact that he more or less vanished off the face of the earth after that you know at least he's not still getting work or whatever but it is it is sad that this performance does have to have that baggage with it from now on uh and with that out of the way uh let's get back to talking about fun things that don't involve terrible people hello people who skipped to the time code it's glad to have you back again welcome Uh,
3: back welcome back espn viewers
0: yep (laughs) uh on to the rest of the group uh, we have Akira Maeda. He's a big, blonde dude. He's one of the toughest dudes around. He has never lost a fight, but he never had a cool nickname in middle school, so no one takes him seriously. <laughs> he is he is constantly belittled and made fun of, more or less for that reason. Uh, also, his mom occasionally shows up, who looks just like him with frizzy hair. It's a little unsettling. Uh, also, he apparently shares his name with a professional wrestler, which I do believe is entirely uh, you know, on purpose. That, that sounds like a thing you'd do. Yeah, because... Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah um, We have uh, Yakataka Takenuchi uh, He's big, he's bald He's tough, he's mean He gets motion sick on moving vehicles <laughs> he, w- he started going to Cromartie because it was close enough that he could Just walk there every morning <laughs> He thwarts an entire Hijacking just because he doesn't want to go on a plane
3: Me that,
4: that, That's a mood
0: right there That's Is just that me back before I
3: started traveling for god's
0: and uh, he also shares his name with a uh, a somewhat known actor in Japan. Apparently, uh, the only thing I've seen him in is Shin Godzilla, but uh, he has had a career for a while, so that's interesting. And lastly, we have my favorite character, Shinichi Mekazawa. No kidding, <laughs> Mekazawa is a robot, not a. <laughs> not, don't tell not, what, Are you not, sure?
3: Don't tell me. And, and not like a,
0: not like a convincing like Yuri from Double Decker. He's not a convincing lifelike robot like you get in um Megan, is it Idolish Seven that has the robot?
3: Uh no, that's Utama Prince <laughs> Sama. <laughs> not a convincing robot
0: like you get in your Otama Prince Samas. No no. He's like a <laughs> He is a he is a cylindrical can of food shaped robot with clamps and pincers. <laughs> <laughs> But he has such a soothing voice that he manages to fool almost everybody. Holy shit! And anybody who isn't fooled is just, they can't bring himself to point it out because it just seems kind of rude. <laughs> they want someone oh, else to fuck. do it first.
3: No, how no, about now imagining i I prefer to pray with the, the little mechazal. white. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: So, if, uh, so what you're If I remember you're... correctly,
0: uh, incidentally, if I remember correctly, Beta Mechazawa, the little Mechazawa, is played. That's Lucy Christian going, Mecha Oh, th- yeah, yeah, I, I could can hear it.
4: Mecha Reka.
3: Oh, fuck, Jackson, if you edit this, you need to put together that as a clip for me. Of just Mechareka. I going, Mecha
0: Oh, uh, playing these roles. Uh, Meite is played by Andy McAvin, who you know for playing roles such as uh, Ichiro Ichan Mihara and Angel Lair. Kimura and Azumangadio and Prime Minister Oizumi and Nerima Daikon Brothers.
3: Wait, did you say he was Wiggly e You
0: bet he's yeah. Wiggly e Wiggly e I
3: wiggle wiggle wiggle! <laughs> wiggle! wiggle. <laughs> Andrew Andrew's sitting here like
4: the fuck? I'm very confused, yes. The, the,
2: the great. Oh, oh that's
3: roll, roll, right, you have to do the fucking angelic Layer you, you wanna episode talk with about
2: robot you wanna talk about a robot show, That that's a fucking robot show. There you go. <laughs> put that audio clip with Hikari d- d- while doing the dance
0: <laughs> <so> Takanuchi. <laughs> no Takanuchi is played by John uh who, uh who plays such roles as uh, Perking Bruce in the Kairi Ragtime Show Toei in Dramatical Murder and Daiju Mononobe in Eden of the East
3: who the fuck did you say he was not Dramatical
0: Murder? To- Toei. I to to toe- uh, I, 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 I never actually watched it. Oh God, is he, he the was fucking?
2: Was he the? You're the was... you're the one who's seen Dramatical Murder, not me. It's no. been a while. Yeah, I'm gonna say he was the the nicer one, but I Big think quotation marks around nice there. He, he was.
3: No, no, no. He's the he's the bad guy. Yeah, no, he's the fucking he's the fucking bad guy. So, oh,
2: so he's not one of the main dateable boys.
3: No, no, he's the one that's got your fucking uh conjoined twin
2: locked in a tower. Oh, okay. I, I thought he was the, the, the one who tried to look badass but was actually a big softy. Whose name I can't remember. The old? No, that's Dave Pet- that's Dave Petrenga. Uh, okay, thank you. That again, it's been a while. That that was what? That was episode twenty of this podcast. I am- Yeah, that was a fucking long while. That out. was that was that was multiple administrations and several children ago, so no, I haven't thought about it in a while.
4: The only thing stranger than Cromarty High is talking about out of context dramatical murder.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm blinking white
0: guy gif over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Which, which is fun, because Megan has explained dramatical murder to me several times, and it always finds a new way to surprise and shock me. It's, it's really impressive. I, I,
3: Have I told you about the part where your nipples get licked a by out. a robot lion? Because that's a thing that there, happens.
2: Which, uh, that, was that included in the home video?
3: Yeah, the, uh, no, I'm on, you've seen the LVA. Oh yeah, no,
2: she showed me it, it's, oh. it's the time. I couldn't remember if it was packaged with the-
3: Yeah, that's cause, uh, next year when the plague is gone and we can all go back to Anime Boston, we're gonna get really shit-faced <laughs> with Brainchild and watch that. All, all,
0: I can think about is that Chris Ayers had to direct his brother making blowjob noises, that, that must have been a fun time to have.
3: No, it was, no, it was the other way around, it Sorry, was Greg, it was Greg, family it was uh, Chris directing Greg. Yeah, it
2: was family bonding experience.
4: <laughs> oh my god. Family
3: bondage experience, you mean? Mm.
4: Oh, God.
0: Speaking of budget. And Mecha and Zawa yeah. <laughs> is played by Jay Hickman, who is known for playing Watanabe in Excelsawa, uh, Joichi Uchoro Yukihara in Food Wars, Chu in One Piece, and Inkramarty High School in all the credits of every episode oh. he appears, and he gets the coveted and credit because he
4: is yeah. just that good. He's just that good.
3: Because Mecha fucking Zawa is the, the celebrity
2: Zawa. guest on this sitcom of errors.
4: Good for him. 100%.
2: The, Which is the...
3: really funny, because when I was paying attention to the sub credits, do you know who fucking plays Megazawa in the subs? Uh, who?
2: It's not. Norio
3: fucking Wakamoto. Okay,
4: that was literally gonna be the first thing I was gonna guess as a joke, and then it turned out to be right. Holy crap.
2: No.
3: So Nor- Norio Wakamoto didn't fucking an orphan into existence in Udapure to be disrespected <laughs> like that.
2: Okay, now I'm white guy blinking.
4: I'm also white guy blinking.
3: <laughs> okay, look. I keep saying this! Y'all need to
2: fucking watch Udipree because his character Norio Wakamoto's character in Udipree is a fucking trick! Is Udipree the one with the flight sequence and the Camu?
4: Yes. Oh,
2: okay. Yes! Fine, it's I'll fucking watch it. I will the... I'll sit down. You have to go, you have
3: to buy the first season now because it fucking came off high-dive for some god-awful reason. Yeah, they
2: lost Haikyuuu as well.
3: Yeah, high-dive, please announce when you're losing shit, for the love of god. I don't... Um. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. I'm already talking, so I'm going. I'm gonna save Mechazawa for last because I'm about to destroy Noah's fucking childhood with this one. Oh boy. Um Lord. Andy McGavin, uh, sounds like a 40-year-old chain smoker, <laughs> but it works. Got being if being Yamaguchi is suffering, so is being Maeda. Like, poor Maeda, just nobody fucking loves Maeda. They don't even remember his goddamn birthday. They keep mistaking his mom for him. Which, in hindsight, is a very dated joke and not actually that funny. Um, but he does a good job playing, like, the kind of, like, fuck this shit noise. Why th- he's, like, the other straight man in this shit, and he's just like, I don't fucking want to be here. So he's very good and grumbly. Uh, Josh- John Grimillion as, uh, Takana Uchi. I would have never actually guessed that was John Grimillion, because I am literally only used to hearing him as Gentle Criminal right now. Yeah. Um, I'm so used to the more, like, suavey kind of accent-y voice. Uh, so this was a really big departure, and I actually thought he sounded pretty good. He also does not sound like a 16-year-old.
0: Nope.
3: Um, fuck it all. Uh, but I thought he was really good in this. Uh, (sighs) Makazawa.
2: Fine. Fine. Do it!
3: I literally could not unhear Muto from Princess Tutu the entire time.
2: But I wouldn't give her some underwear. (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly. I li- it literally is just fucking Muto from Princess Tutu. It is Muto unhinged,
2: with with just as much organic heart as well.
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's a deep cut. Look, look, that's a that's a deep look, cut. Noah clue. Muto,
2: like you thought, Muto was all fun and cute for the first part of the show, but once he started getting that heart back, he he kind of turned into a bastard. And it wasn't I... just because of the Raven blood.
3: In short, watch Princess Tutu.
2: <laughs>
4: okay.
3: <laughs> it just, just.
2: Oh God, that's.
3: I cannot unhear Chris Patton and Jay Hickman making gay jokes. Um.
2: Punishment. I
4: understand. <laughs> I say as I don't understand.
3: No, like, okay, look, I can hear just like I can hear kind of Jody Jiro. I forgot that he's like the. Yeah, no, he is the hottest dad in Food Wars. He's
4: the hottest character in Food Wars, objectively.
3: I mean, Hinako's pretty good too, yeah. but yeah, he's no Jody Jiro. Yeah. Yeah, I want I want Soma's dad's sausage pretty bad. Um, No, ja- J- J- oh. Jay as 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 Mechazawa uh, is great. I also love when he gets really pissed and becomes a motorcycle. <laughs> the fucking oh. Mechazawa motorcycle shit is hysterical. <laughs> it's some of the best bits in the show, and Jay, Jay is one of the best performances in the show, because Jay also kind of Jay doesn't sound like a 16 year old but he sounds younger than everybody else and that's fine with me.
2: Thanks. So ha- a- Aman, did you watch any of this in sub? God no. Because <laughs> I wanted to know. I could never watch this show in Japanese. But I wanted to know if it, I mean if anyone has seen this, even in the comments, if you've seen this in Japanese, let me know. Did they actually give Mekazawa like a mechanical voice, or did they give just a human voice?
4: I feel like he would just have a human voice. I, f- I feel like I think. I mean,
2: it's Norio Wakamoto. They're prob- they probably just told him to
3: go in, take some, just, and go buck wild. Like
4: yeah. the whole Here's thing the about him been... having a suit. I was gonna say, the whole thing about him having a soothing voice, it's like, it Go needs ahead. to just sound like a soothing voice, doesn't it? Yeah. Th- that he doesn't have a filter in the English suggests to me that he
0: doesn't have a filter in the Japanese either. Although, I having not seen the sub, I can't say that. For sure. Okay, so we'll ch- we'll,
4: we'll do... We'll research this later.
0: Yeah, there'll be a little button on screen informing you as to whether we are wrong or not. <laughs> Andrew, is it your turn or are you going now? Uh, I'm- I've lost track of time.
4: I believe it is my turn, actually. Okay, so... And I'm not familiar with Andy McGavid but I actually think he does a pretty good job sounding like the very stirred straight man that Maeda is because he's basically like the actual toughest guy of their group but everybody just treats him like he's a loser which is so sad it's so sad he just also I, I was genuinely losing it when he's trying to take care of the animals and they're like you gotta be cat for a week. and then he's like okay how are you today yeah
2: fun fact when they when the character the digi character shows up that is in the japanese at least that was the original voice not so much in the uh english um dub because i believe digi was a california dub
4: wait that was an actual anime character
2: yes unfortunately yes there was a (sighs) oh history lessons let me put it this way to you, Andrew. Um,
4: I feel like this entire episode has been an excuse for all of you to gush about old ADV shit. It,
2: and it wasn't even that long ago. It was only 15 years ago. Oh Dear God, that was 15 years ago. Holy oh, shit.
4: Uh, okay, so Andy is very amusing as this butt monkey who's trying his best to be cool, but I just love the whole thing where he's just like, ah yeah, yeah., um, but he's genuinely just this tough guy who he's trying, to, like it feels like his friends do like him. They're just terrible at showing it because they celebrate his birthday where it just, I think that's another thing I really love about the show is the really stern happy birthday they give him is like happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, scumbag. And I'm like, yeah, that's friendship. And they're like, my birthday was last year? Was last month? It was but last
2: It was last year. <laughs> it
0: was a week ago. It was a week
4: ago, but no, it was last I, month. it's too sweet. I can't stop them. But yeah, no, I think Andy's got a very interesting voice. I was very impressed and surprised to learn that Takaduchi was John Cremillion. I did not think that was John Cremillion at all. He's got a really, really deep, like, 45-year-old man voice for this character, and it really works that he's just very stern, gruff, angry badass who just gets motion sick also that scene of uh kameyama just straight up like messing with him on the bus is like <laughs> it's some looney tune shit that they were playing with that moment oh
3: fuck that and when they fuck with him on the train
4: oh the tra- the train sucks so mo-
3: train train train
4: like i i wasn't i don't i'm not even motion sick and i felt for the guy in that moment i'm like oh my god you poor bastard uh, but no, John Gramellion was delightful as this uh, tough badass who can't even be bothered with a plane ride. But Jay Hickman as Mechazawa is straight up... No, I was kidding. R- remember when I said nobody in the show is sexy? I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> bike bike, Mexi- bike, Mechazawa is fucking hot.
3: Broom, <laughs> broom, baby. I-
4: I- I'd ref his engine if you know what I'm saying.
2: Really glad Stephanie's got her headphones in.
4: It's what it is. I've said worse. I've said much worse. Who are you fucking kidding? That's true.
2: That's true.
4: Anyways, no. uh, Jay Hickman just has a very soothing, chill, relaxed voice, and nobody questions that he's a robot until it's, like, they can't really ignore it anymore they straight up just turn him off at some point and he becomes a refrigerator and they reset him and they also like give him factory settings that connect to the internet they're so mean to mekazawa but god
2: they can make that- mekazawa connect to faku <laughs> that is such a mid-2000s thing though that the excitement at being able to connect to the internet didn't used
4: to be... A... Oh, wait, no, they connect him to fanfiction.net. Oh, God, yeah. But, no, just... That like, Jay Hickman just has this very soothing, t- relaxing, sexy voice for this literal tin can robot that was basically made in, like, f- on, like, $5. But, oh, my God, the scene where he's on a... When, it, when he's on a bike and Kamiyama is riding him on a bike, and <laughs>
3: I wonder if there's tags. Do you want me to ride? ride? Do you want me to ride you like a motorcycle, like, as I was in. Oh, mm-hmm.
4: my-, <laughs> oh my. god. <laughs> cool ride. Megan tells on me a lot on episodes. It's me.
3: But now I'm just here in real time to get at you when she texts me these things. Tell Great. her. Tell somebody. She her motorcycle noises suck.
4: No. Anyways, no, Jay Hickman is delightful and he's very, very fun as Mekazawa, who is probably one of the best characters in the show. If not the best.
3: I also like the part where they accidentally open Mekazawa's little brother. Like, like, yeah.
4: <laughs> they keep <laughs> killing his brother! It's so.
3: Oh no! <gasps> naka, naka.
4: Also, they use him as a cell phone at some point. He used to call me on my cell phone. Mekareka! <laughs>
0: If you're if you're if you're a fan of ours and you're more talented with editing software, uh, do a version of Hotline Bing where the keyboard riff is just replaced with Mechareka, like chopped <laughs> up to the rhythm.
4: <laughs> Mechareka. Jackson. Oh no. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done.
2: Jackson actually got his own episode in Crowmari High School. Episode ten is just called Jackson. Oh, yeah. I have to imagine that was on purpose. That that was in. Was it was
4: Wait, was Jackson the guy who was fighting the troll, or was that the guy with the nose hair?
2: No, that was the guy with the nose hair, um, and who was continuously, uh, amazed at the things that were going on at Crow Marty, like, Mm. I suppose next you're gonna tell me that, uh, what was it, he was saying, um, you'll never believe it, there's this vending machine here, and it doesn't even take 100 yen coins, it's actually Mekazawa. and, like, uh, do do you have a, a horse? Oh, and he's like, there's like a horse? Yeah. Well, I suppose next you're gonna tell me there's aliens. Yeah, we got those too.
4: There's quite a few of those by the end of the series. There's just a lot of UFOs just chilling in the background.
2: No- nothing ever comes from... I, maybe there's something in the manga, but nothing comes from that meteor that crashes into the school either. It-
3: maybe that's why they're all so fucking weird. Maybe there's just another meteor
4: behind the school. Sounds about right. Anyways,
2: I'm done. Uh, my, uh, I'm also not very familiar with uh, Andy's... Uh, track record before i'm i'm looking through his uh, his ann page and it's lots of things that i've heard of because you know back in the day before japan got crazy and started producing 20 shows a day there was uh, a smaller amount of content to keep track of so you could at least recognize the names of some of these shows never got around to watching some of them most of them but uh for this particular show um he does he sounds good He's got a slight rasp that conveys uh, not just that he's on the older side of teenagers, but also that he's tougher. Um, I do get the sensation from watching this that if these characters stop trying to be gangsters, not gangsters, um, delinquents. (laughs) We
3: live in most our life living in delinquents paradise. (laughs) I'm way too white to sing that.
2: You could sing white and nerdy. I was gonna say...
4: Uh,
3: I don't know the words to that. Why, why would
4: you say white and nerdy and not Amish paradise?
3: Can't do that
2: one either. Uh, okay, yeah, fine. you're not Amish enough for that. Actually, are there any Amish in Florida?
4: Look...
3: Actually, apparently, like, according to an old friend of mine, there's an area, like, right outside where she lives, and it's basically just called Amish Vegas. Because it's where they come to do all the, like, bad things like drive cars and, like, use technology. Spe-
4: speaking of Amish, Amon, tell your girlfriend I said hi.
3: Okay. <laughs> What? hi natasha well, I mean, my, yes, my I... girlfriend
0: once had to go on a my girlfriend once had to go on a
2: work trip to amish country and she did not care for it ah.
3: hi natasha i
2: can't i can't imagine that would be as fun except maybe as like a novelty
0: no well, not when you're hurting senior citizens
2: mm. oh well that's not fun anywhere that's, <laughs> nope. that's nope. not exactly an amish only problem
4: <laughs> nope
2: not to say that we won't be, you know, ourselves that way when we're old. I can fully see us in the future. We'll, you know, we'll be on episode 3000 in the nursing home, still doing this podcast. Absolutely nothing will have changed. Nope. Except that our livers don't work anymore. Anyways, uh, and yeah, Andy does good on this, um, and it really conveys a lot of the heart of the show that... Uh, They don't mock the character, well, they mock the character in the show for being, you know, he's the butt of a lot of the jokes, but he's got some convictions to him. Like, he actually conveys a lot of the teenage anxieties about, like, um, you know, what what am I going to do when I grow up? Or, like, I, I don't feel like my vote matters, or that I really do need to start working towards something that is more important than just being a delinquent in a school. And... You know, props to him for that. It's not just a comedy of errors. There's actually some heart to it, and I think Andy gets the most heartfelt parts of the show because he's just that pathetic. Um, John Grimillion, um, I would like to point out uh, one of my favorite roles he's ever played, which is his starring role in Panty and Stocking as Cocktimus Prime. <laughs> 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 Wonderful little indie show I am so sad that Gynex doesn't exist anymore, but that, that was a wonderful, mm. Chi- mm. Optimus Prime parody. Thank you, John, for giving us that character. Um, g- he g- gave us basically our best, oh uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Peter Cullen impression in that show, which is a little closer to this show than um, Gentle Criminal, honestly. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very low uh I never said it was close to Gentle Criminal, like, that's the thing I can remember Josh Hermillion being uh, in right now. And, uh, and to be fair, I'm also going through his cast list, and there's also a lot of things he said that I don't uh, recognize. Uh, I think uh, the, the one thing, the one show I recognize the most for him in is um, uh, Kino's Journey, where he plays, is only credited as Working Stiff in Episode 5, which I think is the episode where he, he's in the world of people who don't have to work. But they work anyways, and so they work like these horrible brain aneurysm-inducing corporate jobs. Not at all close to the show at all, but I've at least heard him in something before. And in this show, he does a really good job. He's I, I like the fact that... And we Megan and I have talked about this in our shows before, where if you've got fat characters. Like, not just big, but like obese characters. Yeah, like... Like um, in uh, the, the character in uh, Stars Align, whose name I can't remember, um, is not isn't a uh, departure from that. But in other times, like in... Um, uh, was it Kiss Him Not Me, or was that another show that the characters... I think you're thinking of
4: Little Witch Academia.
2: Well, that was one example, but there's another one where... Basically, large characters are given, like, uh, kind of whale-ish sounding voices. That's really... Uh, no, they
3: actually avoid doing that in Kiss Him Not Me. Okay,
2: that's what it was. Thanks. At least
3: in the dub, they don't really do that in the sub.
2: Oh, you're right, and, and you're right, Andrew. In Little Witch Academia, they do use that stereotype. So, to do that on the male side of things john gives him um not a whaleish sounding voice like you can understand perfectly well what he's saying and it's very but it's very uh it's the kind of voice that you would be intimidated by in almost any setting which is fitting for the character because he just looks kind of scary and he is kind of scary but he's he's still kind of soft deep down like he's got some compassion for um anytime we see him his entire shtick is not just that he's the leader of the delinquents of class 1, which he is, but he's also got deeper thoughts and he's trying to be compassionate for his friends around him. He's like a he's a good bro. Like, you know, he is a bro to his friends around him. And John conveys that niceness to him, while also conveying the getting motion sick part, which, you know, maybe that's not a funny joke. It's not a laugh out loud funny kind of joke. But you do get some amusement out of seeing the various ways that we can fuck with this character by putting him on moving vehicles. My absolute favorite is, let's have a birthday party on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody take a look at the motherfucking boat. That was amusing. And as amusing was also Jay Hickman as Um, He's good. It was everything you guys said already was pretty much covers it already. Like we had one hot character voice in the show, and they gave it to Jay Hickman. That that is indeed very amusing, and you know it's a step up from Giraffe. Accurate. It, what?
3: Because that was the hottest character in the show. Yeah,
2: I mean that that goes without saying. I mean I I I, you know you said that you can turn anything to a flashlight, and um well, I would just say that uh you know you did a good oh, job, Oh, dear.
4: Nah, y- you don't go fleshy with Mechazawa. You take the whole the whole cold exterior or you get the fuck out.
3: Excuse me, Mechazawa would not Mekazawa would not be a fleshlight. He'd be a vibrator.
4: There it is. That's a more accurate...
2: I'm
3: sorry, Amon. No, you're not.
2: Right. Don't lie.
3: I'm shitting on your childhood. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was teenager
2: a teenager when this teenage came out. I was teenage... not a child. I'm
3: shitting, I'm shitting on your teenager dome.
2: No, that's fine. <laughs> No, it, it, if it I makes like... you
3: feel any better, Amon, I'll, in- I'll invite you on my birthday episode yet again and you can just shit on me the entire time. You
2: know
0: very well <laughs> I will not do no such thing.
4: Amon, <laughs> you are the most wholesomely nice person I have ever met.
0: Yeah, yeah. say that after we do the Gleipnir episode, Andrew.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know what, Amon? I will do the Gleipnir episode for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hooray! I get to force my friends to watch weird fetish porn.
4: Yay!
2: Amon, th- I mean this in full sincerity. I would watch weird fetish porn with you. That is how much of a cool guy you are. I would absolutely do that for you. <laughs> you're
0: you're all. Very Hell proud. yeah,
2: fetish porn,
4: Amon. F- for your birthday, I want you to know everybody here at Dub Talk loves you and appreciates you enough to watch weird fetish porn for you.
3: You're very um, sweet. I, did we just make a blood pack to watch weird fetish porn together? Hell yeah, yes. let's all
2: watch Sallow.
3: Hell yeah. No.
0: No.
4: <laughs> I don't know what you said, but no.
3: There, there are like, there are like four, there are like pack, four fetish, movies porn, that I'm never going pack. to watch,
0: and Sallow is one of them. No, thank you. I like having a fun time at the movies.
3: <laughs> are we gonna watch Caligula then?
2: Yeah, we can watch Caligula. That is, oh, fun. Fun. That Yay! is a fun. Pornish movie.
3: That and Hermie and Hermie's Wings of Love again. We can finally finish that fire.
2: There we go. Okay. We will not. We will not be marathoning all of Car- Charge Man Ken, though. That, that, I draw a line. Damn it! I draw a line.
4: <laughs> That's fair. Mm. Anyways.
2: So yeah, I'm 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 done. I'm done. What were we talking about? <laughs> talking Jay Hickman about is awesome as the vibrator of the show. I mean, the robot of the show.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Noah.
2: All right. Um.
0: Andy's really funny. He is. He is so wonderfully pathetic as Baeda, who just wants to be taken marginally seriously and isn't even allowed to have that happen to him. He's- he's very- I especially like him compl- I like the whole bit where he's like, You gotta take care of the animals, and he's like, None of you people want to take care of the animals. Why do I have to do it? Um, he's fun- you know, he's very fun there, especially. Uh, John Gremillion's just a hoot. Uh, it is so funny watching this guy just, like, try to not throw up. I like the bit with the taxi. the t- The taxi one's kind of the highlight of that for me because just so <laughs>
2: endlessly stupid. It, we could have so gotten there faster by walking. Oh god, that
3: guy is like my fucking nightmare. When I would ever, if I ever go to New York again, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we appear to be in the countryside now. <laughs> this is we seem to be getting close. Live. <laughs> <We can't>
3: <laughs> expect- <laughs> Fuck, did we end up in the Poconos?
2: <sighs> I fully expected um, like the 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 mustached. Um, uh, waiter from uh monty python the meaning of life to show up
0: that has that feeling doesn't it? <laughs> um but we must now talk about the best part of the show which is jay hickman going vroom vroom <laughs> while mekazawa has been turned into a motorcycle <laughs> because it's this smooth dignified voice going vroom vroom and it is hysterical there, if there is, is one moment in the show that will make me laugh out loud, it is just Jake making motorcycle noises.
2: <laughs> that is
0: that. Uh, also, oh. he's, he's just he's great in general for just, just he's so smooth all the time, uh, which just makes him objecting to being treated like a robot all
2: funnier. <laughs> but he's not a robot, <gasps> so he says. Uh, how many robots so, do you know that it's... wear a guts uh, T-shirt? Well, just the one, I guess. <laughs> I still don't know why he was wearing a Guts shirt. Uh,
0: cause, cause, cause he's a, cause he's a tough delinquent guy and they're about Guts.
2: Oh, I thought he was just a really, really big Berserk fan. Uh, possible. I'm sure delinquents like Berserk. <laughs> Seems like a thing they'd like.
0: Um, so yeah, Jay, Jay, Jay is absolutely great. He's, he's uh, maybe my favorite performance just for, just, he's, he's so, he's so smooth. It's like a Doobie Brothers song. You gotta love it. Um. <laughs>
2: Are we talking about, like, in their
0: peak Doobie Brothers, right? I'm talking about the Michael McDonald years. Whether or not you consider that peak Doobies
4: is for you to figure
2: that, out. That That is peak... That is... Yes, absolutely. And that is I think not I what that a fool sta- believes. i is what a fool believes.
4: Amon, <laughs> I find that statement very dubious.
0: Uh, I'll give that a 3
2: out of 10. Thank um, you. I, hold on a second. I'm going to pull up the... I don't have time for all it. Just imagine putting the uh, the losing horn sound from The Price Is Right right here. Fair enough.
4: Wow.
0: So since we're all tired, let's go on to our last character so we can wrap this up. Yay! It is, it is past midnight. We're all sleepy, so let's let's get through this. Our lead, Happy
2: Birthday!
0: birthday. Our, our lead, the poor the poor knucklehead. This is all happening to is a man named Takashi Kamiya, Kamiyama. Uh, he's not a delinquent. As, we, as they mentioned in the show, if you want to know why he's there, you should read the manga, and I was able to track down that chapter, and apparently he made a pact with a delinquent friend of his who thought he was too stupid to get in any high school. And he's like, why well, not go to Cromartie? They're, they're dumb. And he said, like, ah, oh, man, they're not for me. It's like, hey, we'll both go to Cromartie. It'll be great. And he got into Cromartie, and his friend didn't because he's too stupid to even pass the Cromartie entrance exam, which is why he's stuck here by himself.
2: That's pretty funny. So that wasn't the uh, he, fri- he, that wasn't the uh, middle school friend that he sees in like episode no, not the whatever. not
0: the not the one not the one named Tavita who uh, now that I think about it I think his face is actually written for the Hiragana for Tavita No, this is a different <laughs> ah! one who I don't think shows up. He doesn't show up at all. Okay, um, but uh, he, he he writes to his mother about how he's scared of these people, uh, and he shares the name of the professional golfer, which I find hilarious, uh, and he is played by Ben Pratsky. Uh, you know for such roles as uh, Utaka Zaito in Dragon Pilot, Hisone in Mas- Masatan, Saber of Black in Fate Apocrypha, and Hange in Super Milk-chan. Uh- Again,
3: start us off. So, by the way, I only know Ben Promsky from shit in California because I literally wanted to fuck his character in Fate Apocrypha.
4: All right, then. <laughs> off oh, to a good wow. start.
3: <laughs> Ask Andrew! Ask Andrew! I literally, have a, I literally have a post on our Anime Dubs Discord that just says, I want him to stick his Saber of Black in me. And somebody was like, oh, uh, and I'm like, shut up and let me be horny, goddammit. That got
4: pinned. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, I can verify her statement that she wants to fuck that character.
3: Siegfried is big and beefy and I love him.
4: Also, you have a thing for dragons anyway, so.
3: I, f- I still don't know how Fate apocrypha. Fucked up becoming a dragon, but that's another story for another day when I'm like less high on life. I'm not drunk, everybody. I swear I'm just tired. No. So uh the only other the only other thing that I literally can remember Ben Promskin is he's that one little blonde bitch in Violet Evergarden
2: Oh yeah. The the one at the uh observatory, right?
3: No, he works uh he works with um, <laughs> the typey the typey bitches. Oh, oh
2: he's part of the main cast. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, he's- um, He's the
4: one that wears the heels. He's the blonde guy. In, yeah. this, in
3: the suspenders. I've watched, like, two episodes of Violet Evergarden. And I know that, that guy was Ben Promsky. Um, man, he fucking rocks this. Like, he sounds like a teenager. He's absolutely hysterical. And his performance was sold for me at the first He Ate My Pencil. Mm. I absolutely love Ben Promsky as Kamiyama. He is- he is both straight man and absurdist provocateur. And Ben gets all of those facets to him in a way that doesn't come off as, like, super douchey and super obnoxious. Unless the show calls for it. So, like, A plus 10 out of 10.
4: hmm Yeah, no, it's just... Kamiyama is just a very strange lead <laughs> character in that he embodies a variety of different emotions in the show... And he's just a very wacky character. I genuinely was surprised to find out Ben Pronsky apparently did some various uh, ADV dubs because I pretty much always associated him for California stuff because, like, basically the past decade has been exclusively like California or, like, sometimes NYAVA, but that's kind of California, New York too. So. Yeah, no, it was very interesting to see him uh, cast as this, but he is is hilarious. He is weird. He is strange. He's got weird deliveries. He's got funny deliveries. He's got very kooky moments. He's got very down-to-earth moments. He's made me cackle a few times, and he's just a very strange character that... Yeah, no, Ben's definitely, like, one of the stronger performances in the show. He does a great job, and oh my god, I just noticed you changed the fucking name of the Dub Talk chat to Fetish... (laughs)
2: Fetish Oh
4: god, what'd you do? She
2: literally...
4: She literally changed the Dub... (laughs) She she literally changed the Dub Talk Twitter chat to Fetish fetish Porn Blood Pack.
2: And and, and the caption, the caption you had to use was a subtitled image that just says, I kind of pissed myself while I was inside of you. <laughs>
0: that's from Glepnir. That's Glepnir, alright.
4: That's Glepnir. Right.
2: Could you have at least waited
3: until... Oh this- man, we gotta do Glepnir! Spanish poor
4: blood pack. Thank blood, you, you sweetie. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm done with my segment already, so it works <laughs> out. Anyways, uh, Bed Promsky is wonderful as Kameyama. I, I also don't understand why... Does his mother even exist? Does she even exist?
3: i'm gonna say comedy. no for the comedy gag
4: yeah, i'm going to assume no it. i'm gonna assume no until proven otherwise but either way bed's great anyways i'm done
3: i want tubby custard
4: oh my god megan stop corrupting my girlfriend
2: <laughs> never all right we need to wrap tubby this up so andrew can take care tubby of custard. something <laughs> we'll let you figure that out there is a a dynamic in the show when it comes to Kamiyama, is that you assume that he's better than everyone else in this school. That he is, uh, you know, like the poor normal sap who got thrown into this. Um, That is not the case. Uh, This is not a situation where, you know, he's just a normal person who is stuck in a delinquent school. Because these delinquents are not very smart. And Kamiyama really isn't that smart either. Maybe it's just that he kind of like gradually becomes down to their level. But at least by the halfway point of the show, he fits in way too well with them. And that is something that would be really easy to screw up if you don't have the right acting. Luckily, Ben does kind of uh, have the right voice for this. He's got that mid-tenor range that you expect from a shonen protagonist. His uh, delivery is pretty funny when it needs to be. His deadpan is spot on. And honestly, for the life of me, I don't understand why he doesn't transfer out of this school. And like, dude, you could have gone to better schools. But no, no, he can't. No, he, this is where he belongs. This is exactly the hamster wheel of life that you will spend your entire life spinning on. Um, I actually don't know Ben from any other things before. Um, although, I have been told that I should check out the 2017 Spider-Man show, and he apparently plays Venom on that. So, maybe that would be worth Really? Yeah. That really? Like, yeah, it was uh, actually a revamp of the show that... I haven't checked out yet i'm sure it's on disney plus because i've got just about every spider-man show on there man i've been except watching- except, except except the spe- one that
4: actually matters the,
2: except for the one that was shit canned because disney didn't want to revamp spectacular spider-man which Does ben
4: I- diskin was was eddie brock in that
2: N- nuts what? to you boy oh the one that matters is the one with the joe perry theme song oh the-
3: spider-man spider-man
2: that one is, you're right that one is also missing from there but it, it's okay i mean it's not great but it's okay because they do have the one that has uh starfire on it
4: it is hang on joe perry theme song is that the one with neil patrick harris
0: it's the one from the 90s dude the one i grew up with
4: okay
3: oh is that the one that they used to play on jetx all the fucking time
0: it's like the, the weird Wawa theme song yeah that one
3: yeah, I used to watch the shit out of that too on Jedi. Remember when We're
4: Neil Patrick the- Harris was in a CG Spider-Man show on MTV?
2: No, no. that that because that I'm one is old. On, that one is on there. Is it? I remember. It's actually the only thing I remember
3: Neil Patrick Harrison being in like a TV show with Superman is when he had a musical Batman. A Batman.
0: There are a lot of that d- one I have seen.
3: I'm, I'm the music style.
0: Oh
4: God, I love that episode too. Oh my God, this is a whole superhero comic tangent. Co-
2: cartoon. Nothing.
3: Also, if you ever want to talk about the greatest comic book television show musical number, it's the fucking Birds of Prey song. Oh, the
2: one with all the sexual innuendos? Man,
4: I gotta...
3: Yes! Brave and the
4: Bold was so underappreciated, man.
2: It was. Just like this show.
0: No, no, did you have more thoughts?
2: Uh, I I think that Birds of Prey probably should have, uh, gotten a little more attention, but uh, honestly, anything from the WB that they're making around this time period probably needs to uh be uh i don't know just they need to get off the grimdark thing is all, I'm think- is all i'm saying that that's what i have to say about this show get off the grim, dark. go back to to happy uh brave and the bold spider uh not spider-man batman <laughs> brave and the bold spider-man where he interacts with all the different iterations of spider-man oh wait they made that, that was called just... into the spider-verse
4: god i can't wait for see for movie two
2: Neither My care. audio will be audited.
3: My audio will be edited audited. at twelve <laughs> frames per second, like because I'm tired, drunk. Can
2: I, I don't have fast, any more thought. Noah. No, Ben Pransky okay. is good on this, and I, its good. Go ahead, birthday boy.
3: I agree,
0: Ben Protsky is very good, Kamiyama is the rock that's holding all this stupidity together. If you don't have a good role there, then the whole thing kind of just falls apart on itself. But Ben's great, he's a good straight man when he needs to be, he's good at being really funny in a non-obvious way when he needs to be, he is delightful. Uh, I've seen him in other stuff I guess, although he is he is not in that one of the actors I'm more familiar with mostly. because because of the show i watch a lot of animation stuff less so with california etc etc uh but he's good i'm glad that he's still working because he is hilarious uh it's good stuff and on that let's go through our final thoughts yes <laughs> megan start us off
3: um, um i would like to start us off by saying <laughs> um i know Oh No. Aw oh, man, uh, for as manic as I've been tonight because I'm hopped up on Mountain Dew and, and anti anxiety meds, um. T- fuck, I picked a bad time to start going back on my meds again. Um, fuck man, I'm tired of shit. Um. <laughs> no, uh, all jokes aside and all crazy mania aside, of uh, I found this to be an oddly relaxing show to watch. It's a weird Dadaist experiment. It's a dub that is a time, a perfect time capsule of early 2000s ADV dubs. Um, it's not perfect. It's not like, it's not holding up like Bebop or FLCL or Last Exile. Like, if you ask me to put this against like a Gedeon dub or Bandai dub from that day and age, like, this is nowhere near as strong. But is it perfect for Cromarty High School? fucking Absolutely. Like, for as much as I have my issues with it, like, especially throwing around certain slurs pretty easily, um, this is a show I would never want to watch in the Japanese. Like, I don't think I could. Like, this is a show that works a lot better in the language that you naturally speak because of the absurdity of it. Um, so, for as flawed as it is and as dated as it is, both because of the show itself and- uh, just the way that it was dubbed I think it does a, a good job and it honestly like if you just need to kill two hours and just hey I'm close to getting like 450 views on my Mal and I, I haven't watched <laughs> something like let this be your, your your fucking 450th credit if I actually make it your 420th credit or your 69th or your 6900 or your 6969 or your 666 credit
4: sure uh, yeah
3: like no like this is if this is also a show that's really hard for me to, like, genuinely recommend to, like, a lot of people. Just because, like, there are some people I know who would, like, absolutely fucking eat this up. And then there are people who would look at it and be like, this is too weird. So. I I enjoyed it. And I I would recommend it to certain people I know. But, like, as a genuine, like general, like, thing, this is a weird little piece of a show with a dub that's just as weird as it is. Don't know if we i don't think we would get something like this like 15 years later
4: okay. yeah this is I, I, yeah going into that this is very much this is a show that only could exist in like the mid 2000s and i kind of appreciate watching that with that context in mind it is not a perfect product of a dub but it is a very entertaining and enjoyable dub all around i had fun with it this is a strange show that I could definitely see being hard to recommend. But I also recognize that, like, basically my elevator pitch to this is straight up. Hey, do you genuinely enjoy Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Do you like some of Adult Swim's weird early 2000s comedy stuff? Or do you think Pop Team Epic is basically a masterpiece of our time? You'll probably get a kick out of this. Do you hate that Adult Swim-style comedy? Do you think Pop Team Epic is stupid? Do you genuinely not care for weird, weird, goofy stuff? You're probably not going to like this. You're not right or wrong either way. I just know I never would have watched this had it not been the Birthday Boys time to shine. So thank you, Aman. I appreciate you having me on for this strange, strange experience of Cromartie High.
2: You're welcome. And I'm in second that opinion because, again, this was one of those shows that I started and had really no inclinations of finishing it. Just no desire to do so before this. So I thank you for giving us this reason to do it because um, I've been one of the few people who have unabashedly said that they like handshakers and other shows that are really objectively bad, like not even subjectively, objectively bad, but are absolutely riddled with stick it to the system, just break the mold even if the result of it is really bad. And that kind of is how I feel a bit about Cromarty as well because it's clearly not trying to fit a niche. Or I'm sorry, it's not trying to fit into the popular niche of what was popular at the time period or 10 years before it was made or even 15 years afterwards. It is something that you watch because you are sick of your day-to-day job where you have to make sense of the world, you have to work with people in a civilized setting, and you have to pay bills with actual money and cook food with actual ingredients, you want something outside of that realm, break into the world of absurdity where there are very few rules and you don't have to make sense of stuff, that is what you watch Cromartie for. And the dub follows suit. I am glad that they did not make a gag out of this. They could have very easily punched up the Absurdity levels of this, and made farcical pop culture references, or threw in a Jayance clip in there somewhere to reference our Prison School episode, but they didn't do that, and I'm glad that they kept it pretty much straight to what it was going for. Absurdity or not, this is good quality, and that deserves to be commended, especially in a time period when anime wasn't exactly as world-renowned as it was going to be. It was on the cusp of becoming that. The bubble was just developing at the time period. And this is the result we got of that. So thank you very much, Amon. Now I can finally cross this one off of my anime list list.
4: I hope it was number 420.
2: You know what? I Why don't you go ahead and say your thoughts, Amon? I will look up and see what number this was. <laughs> All right, then.
0: Um, I enjoy this show, and I enjoy this stuff a lot. It, it appeals most to the part of me that likes weird, oddball, very specific comedy, and also appears to the part of me that likes uh stuff that is very much of a specific time and place like 40s noir movies and 70s exploitation movies like this is the most 2000 like if you want to like what's anime like in 2004 2005 this will give you a very good idea of what you're in for uh i find it very entertaining um if you're interested i'd recommend kind of watch the first episode if you find something there that you enjoy keep going if not it's not going to get any better from here jump ship now while you still can You have the advantage? The episodes are very short. They're only 11 minutes each. Um, Yeah, you will
3: breeze through watching this. It's
0: very easy to just marathon this by accident.
4: (laughs) It might be a bad accident if you're not careful and you're not into it. Very possible. Okay, Um, Okay,
2: so I've looked it up, and uh, this was the 361st uh, anime I completed, according to this list. Damn! And the Mm. 4,285th episode because uh, when you add all 26 episodes here, that is not a significant number by any stretch of the imagination, but holy shit, I've watched a lot of cartoons in my life. Yes, you oh, have. How many of you
3: watched? Man, and I'm going to make you add like two seasons of a show that I'm not going to say because I don't want to ruin that OVA episode. Oh. Mm.
2: oh, wait, no, I know. Oh, we talked about that.
3: Yeah, no, you're gonna—you're probably gonna watch the third season of that fucking show afterwards who just finished
2: it. But that's
4: for another time.
2: That is, and for that, I think we can wrap up this. We can graduate. Can we finally graduate from Cromar? No, because I'm on something. Ah, God damn it! No, I'm do- No, I'm done.
0: Are you sure? I, I like this show. It's good. <laughs> It's 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 it, so it, it, sorry. It, it sits there on the shelf of things Amon likes with like fireside theater records and other bullshit that only I care about. What is that? What is it? it's? It, they, were, they were they were an audio comedy team from the sixties. <laughs> I know about them because my dad liked them. Okay, I-, I am the me and my dad are the only people I know who've heard of this group.
2: I remember, you asked me once, like, Noah, how have you heard of, like, these really obscure Soviet cartoons? I gotta flip this around. How have you heard of these audio com- comedians from the 60s? My dad. I'm on. I know about a lot of things from my dad.
4: Amon, you might be, like, the... Le- oh, sorry. Loud. Okay, sorry. My girlfriend's telling me I'm loud. Anyways, I just wanted to say, you might be the greatest hipster man I've ever met, and I love you.
3: I love you, man.
2: Major props to you. you are all very kind.
3: Like, honestly, like, we don't say it a lot, but, like, some of my most cherished memories are just fucking hanging out with you. Oh. Like, you are the man who walked me to a close bar in some 30 degree weather without yeah. a coat and improper shoes.
4: Like, li-
0: <laughs> and, that is, and that is the worst thing I'll ever do to you.
4: Like, I-
3: That is, like, the fucking- that is our fucking bloods and- Cru- <laughs> that's our fucking blood bond.
2: <laughs> the bar that was never <laughs> like, there. The
3: bar- <laughs> My favorite part about that story is I was so tired and so weak from walking, so I'm out of shape. As I round the corner, I just hear Prof go, She's gonna be pissed.
4: But yeah, no. <laughs> but
3: like that, like going to the fucking hole in the wall stoner joint around the corner from your mom's place, learning how one of your aunt, how one of your relatives pissed off the
2: Nixon administration. Oh. Yeah,
4: that was a cool story.
2: <laughs> oh, good times. I man, this it's like, been... I fucking love you, man. man I hope like, that you have more than you know have like two more batches of thirty-one years than you because I, I hope they're as good as the last thirty-one. Amon,
4: yeah, on the next time I am allowed to legally hug you, I will continue to legally hug you.
3: Yeah, man. Aww, you're
4: sweet. Also,
3: I'm on all I know is this: my boyfriend and I are gonna have to fight each other with a switchblade to determine which wedding, which end of the wedding party you get into. <laughs>
4: Also, if Amon, if, if you are in...
3: This has been a legitimate discussion between us.
4: Uh, so, just just do a whole, like, sitcom thing. Just tape him down the
2: middle and just do
4: that. I, I hope
3: I- No, we're not gonna fucking- We're not gonna fucking tear him down the middle. That's awful. How deserves better than you, that? You
2: guys are overlooking the fact that he is clearly going to be the DJ at the wedding. That he is going to be back there. Not with a- Not with a record scratch machine, but, like, a phonograph. Like- Giant ass vinyls and a phonograph <laughs> with it, cranking it, hand cranking the music as you come down the aisle. But it's not going to be "God Save the Queen" or whatever crap music that you want for your way No, it's going to be like obscure stuff from the 1400s. <laughs> the
1: <laughs>
2: 1400s. Yes, they had out. vinyls <laughs> of the. Fo- they had vinyls of the 1400s. They never told you about that in school. <laughs> I I can't wait to see that the, that playlist. Oh boy. it's gonna be chiseled in stone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got you you all enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> I
1: love you, man.
2: Y'all are great. So are you. The
0: like-
3: canter is fucking dead.
0: If you would like to hear more of
3: us,
0: (laughs) you can find us on YouTube, which is where you're likely listening to us, at Dub Talk Podcast. You can also find us on Podbean, if you're into the audio-only kind of a thing. Also a Dub Talk Podcast. Uh, You can also find us at Dub Talk Podcast on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. We're technically on Tumblr, but we don't use it because Tumblr's kind of a wasteland these days. Uh,
3: We can't use Tumblr. Three of us have female-presenting nipples. That's
0: true. (laughs) uh y'all y'all y- all of you tell me tell, pe- tell the nice people where they can find you on the internet
3: <sighs> you can find me at queenera2 on twitter I post and talk about I'm <laughs> oh, sorry I'm still dying to Andrew fucking dying above-
4: <laughs> on the Uh speaking of which hi my name's Andrew aka classy spartan you can find me on twitter at manga 9000 my other podcast joint is I am one of the Guest commentators on Podcast ONA on Surreal Resolution alongside fellow Dub Talk co host Jet. Oh god, my stomach hurts, fuck. poor, blood,
2: pack. poor,
4: <laughs> blood, pack. Poor Also, she's not on this episode, pack. but bad that's Stephanie, aka bad Lilac bad Anime bad Review, aka blood my girlfriend who I love and appreciate blood 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 very, very much.
2: Happy birthday, <laughs> keep Adam, up. Keep I love you, dude. Megan, did you have to use the mock the market gift yeah, for fetish-born uh, fetish-born-pud-blacked. Bo- fetish 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 I can't
3: talk <laughs> anymore. fetish born blood <laughs> back.
2: fetish <laughs> born
3: blood back. fetish born blood
2: back. For reference people, it is 1am EST, and we are humans. We are not robots. To wrap this up, except for you i am noah clue and you can follow me on twitter at noah clue where i post content not content but discussions about the animation world um such as the fact that trolls world tour uh, apparently had a very good streaming only numbers and we will probably be shifting over to movie premieres just doing away with theaters altogether. so uh look forward to that in the future i also have a YouTube i think stream. they just
4: could oh sorry
2: uh, we can uh you can follow me on YouTube at Journey Traveler, where uh, further content on animation history and deep discussions on the world of cartoons may be coming uh, with the limited free time that I have. You were saying, Andrew?
4: I was gonna say. I think they actually straight up confirmed the new Scoob movie is straight up like skipping theaters now and yep. going straight to they digital.
2: And that that's a different studio. Um, yeah, DreamWorks is uh, distributed by Paramount, I think, and uh, Warner Brothers is its own distribution arm. So yes. Um, we may see all new movies just coming straight to your living room.
4: Mm-hmm. Weird times.
2: News I've ever heard. I like going to theaters. I'm sorry. I do too.
4: I hope. I hope to go just back to, there someday.
2: I do like theaters too, but just think of this, Amon. The last, the final, last Evangelion movie, finally coming to your own living room.
4: Just oh, that's never head. happening.
2: The fuck, Kihara is letting that happen
0: true fact uh megan did you did you say where
3: you were on the internet uh currently i'm probably in twitter jail for chanting fetish form <laughs> blood pressure. yes you are <laughs> i'm gonna be like fucking arrested for twitter crimes
0: the best crimes to be arrested for it's good 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 people in those critter jails um uh before i talk about myself we have a patreon it's a dub talk the patreon
3: uh, I am so sorry to all of our Patreons.
4: I'm not. You know what you signed up for.
0: Why? Um,
2: this is what they're here for.
0: You can sign up and give us a little bit of money and we can help make a better product for you. It's a fun time. And if you do sign up, you can get your name read right off on an episode like we're about to do now. Thank you to our $5 patrons, B. Morris, Crimson Echidna, Michelle Travis, Miraculous Corazon, Nico Robin, but with Yowie Hands. And thank you to our 10-tier listeners, Carly Lestikow, Jacob Wilson, G2, aka Jared, Julia W., and The Russell N.T. You're a great bunch. Uh, if you want to find me on the internet, I'm at I'm on US on Twitter. Duel has two U's in it. That's fun. I talk about a lot of things. I talk about music. I have dusty old songs. So, fun fact about Cromarty. I don't know if this is on the discotech release, which is uh, where you can currently get it. It's also streaming on Crunchyroll. But if you got the old ADV release, the covers to the volumes were uh, basically parodies of famous album covers. So I'm going to recommend you a song from each album cover they're pairing, because there are four of them. Uh, the first one, which you may have seen some of the promotional materials, is kind of like the Queen four-person diamond from the Bohemian Rhapsody video. Uh, but that first shows up as the cover to Queen 2. I'm going to recommend the song Ogre Battle, because Queen used to be a lot nerdier than you would expect. Uh, the second one is A Bunch of Them Looking Over a Balcony. That's a parody of Please Please Me, the Beatles' first album. I'm going to recommend the title track, which is a good one. Uh, the third one is this weird image of Mekazawa on a swing and he's like kicking a high heel shoe off. That's a parody of the album Sailing Shoes by Little Feet where instead of Mekazawa it's a cake woman. It's a weird looking album cover. I'm gonna recommend the title track by that, a George Lowe classic. And the last one, which the people on the call here will know because it was the uh, avatar for our uh, the little discussion chat we had organizing this, is uh, basically a bunch of the characters in sort of this Mount Rushmore formation, and that's a parody of Deep Purple in Rock by Deep Purple. I'm going to recommend Speed King, a song that will make your brain melt. So, with that, thank you for listening to us. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> get some
4: sleep. <laughs> I'm ready to AK. get some sleep. <sighs> anyways.
3: Lullaby and good night. Go to sleep little children.
2: Happy birthday, into I'm on. The body. Thank you.
4: Happy birthday.
3: turned into a stuffed animal.
4: Happy birthday, scumbag. <laughs>
3: happy birthday.
4: Have some banana sushi. Happy birthday,
3: ske- Do not call all, all the happy birthday, skeleton He's a Happy birthday, human being
2: <laughs> Rock on Boston, rock on Cleveland. Rock on as Chicago all- Aloha and otaku on my friends.
4: Mekka Rekka. Fetish, Porn, Blood, Packed, Fetish, Porn, oh, no.
2: God packed. damn it. Mecca-recca.